This is a HeadGum Podcast. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. This is All Fantasy Everything, the podcast where we fantasy draft anything and everything from the world of pop culture. On today's episode, we're casting a Nancy Myers rom-com. Because she just got a deal with Netflix, she's going to make another movie. And we're going to draft who we want to see in that new movie. We're joined today by two wonderful guests. Journalist, author, and host of the Noble Blood podcast. Her new book, Anatomy, A Love Story, the New York Times number one bestseller, is available now anywhere you can buy books. We're joined, of course, by the lovely Dana Schwartz. Also joining us is the hilarious stand-up comedian and writer. She's the host of That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast. We're so thrilled she's back on the podcast the very funny Kara Clank, and I'm your host, Ian Carmel. As always, I'm joined by my friend and comedian, Sean Jordan. David Borey, currently in Bolivia. Let's get into it. Welcome to another brand new episode of All Fantasy Everything, yep. the podcast that today is celebrating the work of Nancy Myers. I just wanted to do sort of a pleasant. Wait, hold on. Let me. I'll even do that one more time. I'll no. keep keep all this in. But welcome to another brand new episode of All Fantasy Everything. Do do. It's a Hans Zimmer themed uh, score for the top of AFE. I would say my favorite Hans Zimmer score. I got. I gotta go. Gladiator. It's the holiday. He scored Gladiator. Oh yeah, Hans Zimmer hella scored Gladiator. Hans Zimmer scored Gladiator and the Holiday. Hans Zimmer is out here, dude. Hans Zimmer, I think, scored Despicable Me. I mean, he's out yeah. there scoring. Dude is booked and blessed. Booked and blessed. He's doing everything <laughs> from Driving Miss Daisy to The Rock, dude. Hans Zimmer. <laughs> <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. Inception and the Da Vinci Code. The guy, you can't put him in a box. He'll break out of it. Wow. <laughs> Interstellar. He'll drum Jeez. on the box and make like an amazing Oscar nominated but rarely winning score out of it. Cheerleader prom dated? Cheerleader prom dated. Absolutely. What a crazy little, little, what a crazy little. insane career this gentleman. Like I knew, you know, he's, he was out there, but I didn't know it was like that. I'm glad oh. he really threw me for a loop. I thought it was a little more like bouncy quirky things that he would score no he's a chris nolan guy yeah that's i feel wild. like it's the holiday that feels like out of left field where you're like oh no he'll do nancy myers he and nancy yeah. are like this did he do true romance yes i think so god that's so good. i think he's that like the glockenspiel dude yeah, yeah he did mm. do true romance mm. Fun <laughs> in stuff. one year han zimmer did true romance and cool runnings <laughs> yeah <laughs> those came out in the same year or roughly yeah whoa yeah, 1993. It was a formative <laughs> year for you. That 93. That might have been right around the time I made my biggest adult decision to lose my virginity. Maybe it was 94. I was, a, I was a child. Anyway, that's gross. But yeah. 
I mean, it's it's not the kind of, you know that 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 is definitely a spring romance, and Nancy Myers often often explores you know the this sort of late summer autumn romances. Nancy Myers. So uh, for those listeners who aren't acquainted, well, I'm jumping right into the topic, and then we'll get into the introduction. David, David, too. By the way, oh, you might want to find two guests. David, <laughs> Nancy Myers is a, a a seminal director, I think, to all four of us. Uh, and writer, but director of The Parent Trap, What Women Want, Something's Gotta Give, The Holiday, It's Complicated, The Intern, and writer of, I mean, Baby Boom, I I Love Trouble, Father of the Bride, Part 2, Father of the Bride. Shut up. She wrote I Love Trouble? She wrote I Love Trouble. Oh, my God. She got written by, she got a written by credit on it. Wow. So she's involved. She's involved. Private Benjamin, just like uh, just ama- the the author of so many amazing author and a tour of so many amazing movies, it's some of our favorite rom coms, and has not made a movie like so with Nancy Myers, the movies are expensive. The cashmere budget alone. <laughs> the cashmere yeah. budget alone. Well, here's what I was why I was trying to go through it with Laura because you know I was trying to come up with the plot of what I want my movie to be, and right. we were just bouncing ideas and. She was saying some, and I was like, it can't be like a textbook, I live in too big of an apartment for Brooklyn for how much money I make kind of romantic comedy, because she's a little more serious. They're still funny, but they're a little more adult, like adult rom-coms. They're not like uh, Ryan Reynolds, I'm 22 rom-coms. Right. These are the, 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 these are beautiful kitchens. These are yeah. complica- sometimes complicated adult relationships. Yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, I... I just call her the queen of um, later in life romances. Like it's yeah. women that are finding love in like their fifties, sixties, you know, like it's absolutely the, the movie book club is not a Nancy Myers movie, but it, to me it belongs in the Nancy Myers universe. You know what I mean? I also feel absolutely. like an important part of the Nancy Myers movie is that the women are already successful. So yes. many of the early yeah. rom-coms are like, Oh, I'm running to with my, I'm an assistant coffee is spilling all over me. Cause I'm a mess. <laughs> These are women who are professionally successful. They've bought and paid for that kitchen, and now they have to figure out what else. Yeah, yeah, yeah completely. They yep. they they may have gone through a relationship before, and now they're on they're on to the next thing. It is it, it, it they're wonderful storytelling. It's also real estate porn in a very yes. real way. <laughs> that I never gave a shit about that stuff. I swear to God, in the last year, where I'm like, mm, that couch though, that couch. Once you bought yeah. a house, right? Yes, yeah. Once you bought, you get a house, and you're just like framing you know and it's and it's complicated nancy myers is replacing already one of the i mean diane keaton the nancy myers uh avatar is replacing already one of the best kitchens i've ever seen in my entire life meryl streep meryl streep oh god sorry i'm sorry man meryl streep meryl streep and oh. in, in it's in um it's complicated has one of the best kitchens yeah that's what i'm talking yeah one of the best kitchens i've ever seen and she's replacing it with an even better kitchen on top of the kitchen she already has at her amazing bakery. I, I also feel like a an important part of a Nancy Myers movie is sometimes in a single movie she'll give us two of the best aspirational lifestyles. Like in The Parent Trap, we get Dennis Quaid on like a big sweeping California vineyard with horses. And you're like, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And also the mom has like a beautiful London townhouse. Yeah. And then in the holiday, you get both like a beautiful, like massive L.A. house with like a huge TV and pool. Totally. And then also a cute little English cottage. Like it's it covers every base for aspirational yeah. living. Is it's complicated, L.A., that house? 
It's Sam That's Barbara. A, yeah, it's Beachy. That's the one with like Amanda P yeah. and Jack Nicholson, right? With the he fell in love with their daughter. It's funny that you say that because I think um, I think it's Patton Oswalt has a bit about all of like the Nancy Myers titles where he's uh-huh. like, it's like feeling sort of kind of, you know, like <laughs> yeah. all the names are kind of like something's got to get. It's complicated. I have a fun fact about this. Nancy Myers does not write her movies with a title. She just writes oh. like Diane Keaton vehicle. She'll just write the movie and then a, a like the production company or like a title company adds the title later. She doesn't. That's not wow. they they plug That's it tight. in afterward. I think they just have like a like a lottery ball. They just pull one out at random. Just yeah. title maker. Something's gotta give is one of my favorites. Like I literally have listened to the soundtrack over and over. I'm I'm obsessed with that movie. And it came out also when I was living in Italy. And the, the Italian translation was anything can happen. <laughs> so <laughs> Which is another feeling sort of kind of, I yeah. think, title. <laughs> the same people who write like Ford's like like te- like slogans for whatever that automobile campaign is going to be, write Nancy Myers movie titles. It's not even anyone in Hollywood. <laughs> they ship it off to Madison Avenue. I love it. <laughs> Whenever you think there is, there's the chance that it might be. <laughs> and Nancy there you Myers. go. And then there you end up, right? <laughs> Any- yeah. <laughs> Whether you think you can. <laughs> the city with people in stores. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so here to draft Nancy, by Sean Jordan, you're the person who turned me, you, you've been a rom-com, you've been writing for rom-coms for a long time, way before I got into them. All of them. I, I attribute my love of romantic comedies to you, I my romantic it. comedic friend. I feel like Dana really hit it home, though. I'd, she did. I would try on our Sundays, but it's a little different when I would try with like 30 buffalo wings sitting around be like this feels more like a departed kind of day but now it's uh you know it can be like a definitely maybe kind of day or something yeah so nancy myers aren't 30 boneless wings movies they're they're a tasteful array of mini quiches they can be i've thrown on the holiday when i have been three sheets my friend i mean it's you know the holiday they can all get me there but yes i do love a romantic comedy the full nancy myers experience is you just came back from a farmer's market and you're cutting yeah. your yeah. flowers, and it's <laughs> <Yep>. on. <laughs> yeah. It's like instead of playing Ten Thousand Maniacs, I can play a Nancy Myers movie, so I can have a visual medium when I when I cook, make my salad or whatever. <laughs> There's a real like. That's not the band you think would be called Ten Thousand Maniacs. No, you. It, Ten Thousand Maniacs sounds like we're fucking Ten Thousand Maniacs, but yeah, I was just listening to them. I don't know, twenty minutes before we started recording, and it's Natalie Merchant, man. Why were you listening to 10,000 Maniacs? Yeah, These Are Days. I love that song. Oh, and hell yeah. like, I open up all the windows and I have Max and her bouncer and like... Because the night? Yeah, that's the first <laughs> oh, yeah. one. It's like the live... If you say, hey, Google, play um, 10,000 Maniacs, it's the live version of Because the Night. I'm just like fucking opening the windows, letting the neighbors know what, what I'm about. What happened to Natalie Merchant? What's she up to? Uh, probably vegan. <laughs> probably vegan. <laughs> I hope she's just living a Nancy Myers ass life. Yeah. I hope she's like in Ohio. She yeah, man. These are days was like a big song when I was growing up because it came out right around like our graduation tosses. So it was like you needed one of those anthems about life and how complicated everything's been in the 17 years you've been on the planet. You know, yeah. you know, when <laughs> and when I graduated in the year of our Lord 2000, we had that vitamin C song and the Green Day song. Yes, and I was yes. just like, Boy, they same. fucking made these for 
specifically for high school graduates. And we just got the two songs that were like yeah. only about graduating high school. The vibe of your life was every slideshow at graduation. What was the vitamin, vitamin C, C one? It was as, as we go by, we'll remember. <laughs> it makes me shake. I was so scared when I graduated high school because I did not have a plan. I did terrible in school. My plan was to be a professional skateboarder. <laughs> and so when I graduated, I was like, terrified and so those songs make me think about how scared i was it's funny oh wow yeah the sense memory the fear yeah is real it's odd natalie merchant has been a vegetarian since 1980 you were right but i bet she eats cheese maybe she's not full vegan yeah it says it says vegetarian and she resumed eating meat when she was pregnant and then stopped afterwards natalie i've had two kids and i've never resumed eating meat so oh get her I, her. I, i call you on that Get her. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, yeah. did you guys also did we mention that she uh, wrote all the Father of the Bride movies too? Yeah, Nancy Myers. Nancy Myers wrote the Father of the Bride. She's movies. got screenplay credit and co-directed with Charles, her husband, right? Yeah, I think so. So I'm I'm like obsessed with Nancy Myers and her relationship with her her husband and also her daughter because have you seen the movie uh, Home Again with Reese Witherspoon? No, I saw that on her no. IMDb and I was like, this looks like a repurposed Sweet Home Alabama. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> her daughter directed it, but like people say her daughter directed it. Oh. Got it. Got it. They say. They say. For those listening, Dana did the run the jewels pose when she. <laughs> <laughs> her daughter. <laughs> they say that Nancy was Scare the one calling call action and cut. But again, I don't want gotcha. to speak stories out of school. Right. Yeah, you're right, though. Well, screenplay, it says she did. The, the husband directed it, but screenplay is her and her husband for Father of the Bride. And there's a credit on here of Father of the Bride 3. Which was a yeah. really cute little, it was a charity short. It was very cute. Oh, cute. She So Nancy Myers, it's hard to imagine her being on a set and not taking control because she's like famously a controlling director, right? Yeah. Shoot like, need, like in a good way, like needs sets to be perfect like this bathroom needs to be the most charming bathroom you've ever seen like didn't she build the house in the holiday in the Cotswolds she built right because she couldn't find the right one they could not find an actual house that suited their purpose so they freaking built that house because those aren't real in the holiday when they're in that house I'm like come on it's too I mean I like it for the fantasy I'm living in and then Jude Law shows up to that house that's miles out of town and he's just the most charming amount of drunk you could possibly be like, I don't know. <laughs> and then he wakes up and he was blacked out. You're like, how? Yeah. <laughs> That's not what normal people charming? look like. Yeah. This is the kind of thing where Christopher Nolan builds like a giant tube that rotates <laughs> to like make Inception look realistic yes. yeah. and get celebrated for it. And Nancy Myers gets like shut out of making movies because she builds like a Cotswold cottage. But Netflix said no longer, finally dropped the bag and is giving Nancy Myers some money to direct and produce and write. Good. She tweeted, I thought I was retired. I guess not. Oof. It's exactly what we need Netflix to be didn't doing. I didn't know she was even retired. Didn't know she was out of no. the game. I think the game, they, they tried to shut her out of the game. Really? Yeah. And she's back in because she's such an expensive director. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, because I guess she hasn't done anything since the intern. Yeah. Is the holiday the one where Cameron Diaz's job is that she like scores movie trailers or she makes cuts, yeah. she yeah. cuts movie trailers? That's the other thing, too. Every woman, like, protagonist has the coolest job. Like, Meryl Streep has, like, her own successful bakery. 
Diane oh. Keaton writes these quirky ass New York plays about her own life that people will go to. Yeah. The dream. The dream. Like making movie trailers is like, I'm sure I would be terrible at it, but I've always thought, what a cool job. You know? Like, right. And you can apparently afford like the dopest house in Pasadena with your with your movie editing job. Which yeah. Maybe if you're if you're the best trailer cutter in the business, what do we know? You might be able to get an amazing house. And we know sure. she owns the company. Yeah. Yeah. She's a boss. Man, that movie's so good. Shannon Sossman, sneaky little role for Shannon Sossman. You just oh, yeah. it's another fun thing about these movies is sometimes you get that where you're like, what happened to Shannon Sossman? And then boom, there she is. She was right on an movie. episode of Law and Order SVU, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I bet you will. <laughs> well, one of those people who's gonna be perhaps casting Shannon Sossman in the movie is Sean Jordan. Sean is Jordan on Twitter. Sean Cougar Mellon Jordan on Instagram. How are you doing, Sean? What do you got going on? I'm doing great. I mm-hmm. have planning a wedding going on. Yes, sir. And I'll be in Seattle at the hereafter on June 2nd. There it is. That's it. The wedding, man. There it is. Boy, I'll tell you, I've never said this is a racket and that's how they get you as much as I have in the last month. And I'm oh, not doing a goddamn you. thing. It's okay. It's like how Nancy Meyer's daughter or husband directed that movie, but really it was Nancy Meyer's. That's me saying like, yeah, I'm planning this wedding. Sure I am. You know, I've all I do is I watch Max where I'm like, I can do this plenty. I can watch our daughter. And if you want me to do anything, you have to lay it out perfectly what needs to be done. And I will do that. But, uh, oh, I set up, <laughs> I set up my, my snip. I'm going to get snipped, set up the appointment. Hey, oh, the old vasectomy. Hell yeah. I want my husband to do that too. You know, here's what I say to every gentleman listening who has come up to me at shows. It is, I like to consider us like, you know, just, I hate the term, but like woke bros. So that I was at this show, <laughs> I was doing stand up, and this, pretty gnarly looking dude i was just talking to shane brennan and this i was talking about a vasectomy and the guy this guy turns around he's like i'm the one that dm'd you man and i was like no, no shit because he didn't didn't look like that kind of guy and no, what did you know, dm you about about getting a vasectomy and just like details and how not to be scared and i've had so many guys hit me up and and be like don't be nervous don't be scared it doesn't hurt and you know That's just sweet. all this stuff it's a fun supportive little and every show i've done where i bring it up there's at least one guy that claps and he's like yeah yeah, brother, I did it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't be scared. If you're thinking about doing it, go do it. Hell yeah. Doctor made it sound like it was going to be a walk in the park. I'm sure he was lying, but I'm here. I'm here for it. Well, what do they do? They attach your, the, the, they sew it back into your belly button is what I've heard, right? <laughs> it yeah. comes out of so your belly just, button now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they have to make a hole in your belly button because your belly button, a lot of people think it goes all the way through. It doesn't. It's actually no. sewn up in the middle. So they yeah. have to de-stitch that. And then, yeah, they just, they do that. And then. All your waste that used to come out of your penis now just goes back in your body and you right. barf it out. And as yeah. long as you don't do that where somebody could get pregnant, you're good. So you could see where it would be intimidating, but like ultimately it's not going to hurt. There's a, there's a big circle of support for you You're like a little apple jug after that, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, Sean, my friend that's had it done said to that, that um, wear headphones or something. He's uh-huh. like, there's a sound to it that is like a little uh-huh. unnerving when they're doing it. And he was like, wear headphones. I heard you can see smoke. One of the, yeah. the doctor was like, you can you can see the cauterized, but it's only 20 minutes too. Um, so I don't know. Listen I, to when I go to the dentist. Yeah, dude. I maybe I will. Maybe I'll listen, listen to, to like, ten thousand maniacs, dude. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'll tell you what it is. It's 9,999 maniacs because this guy, he's thought about it and he's made the right decision. I don't know. Sean has a real sense memory connection to music and I would hate for him to like now have his vasectomy tied to 10,000 maniacs every time. That's a great call. You know? God, what song don't I like? I don't like that song Butterfly Kisses by Bob Carlisle. So maybe I'll listen to that. <laughs> what are you listening to? You getting to? a mastectomy to Butterfly Kisses. <laughs> oh, my Sorry, word. That's so that's really cracking me up. <laughs> listen to it without headphones, too. Jack it up in the room, yeah. dude. Just like, Can you guys put this through the whole... Can everyone hear it? Is that, can we do that? I need the doctor to hear this. Uh... Kara Clank is here at Kara Clank on Twitter at Kara Clank on Instagram. That's me. Uh, how are you doing? What do you got going? You're on tour right now. I'm good. Yeah, I'm touring with my podcast. That's messed up. If um, anyone listens to SVU, we are going to be in Tempe, Arizona at the end of uh, April. It will be in uh, then we'll be doing some Southern California dates like Irvine, San Diego. So check out that's messed up live.com if you want to come to any of our live shows. Hell yeah. What, what are the, how do you do the live shows? What's like the, what's the format then? It sounds fun. So the, on the show, what we do is we, uh, we break down an episode of the show. We talk about the true crime it's based on, and then we interview an actor from the episode. It's obviously wow. hard to get, um, you know, someone that's been on SVU that lives in Tempe, Arizona. So we, we sort of changed the format for our live shows a little bit, which is there's so many amazing episodes of SVU that are like canon, iconic episodes that are not based on a true crime. So we're doing yeah. those. So we do like a big recap. We use PowerPoint. We have like, we play clips. There's all kinds of little jokey PowerPoint moments. Then we do um, a bunch of little games. Audience members come up, play trivia with us and stuff like that. So it's just like more, it's like the podcast, but it's got like its own live show experience. It's not just like the full repeat. That's such a great time. Yeah. That sounds so fun. We've been Sounds having like a blast. blast so far. Yeah, yeah. People are like a lot of, uh, we have a very, a very female fan base. We have a man as well, but we have a very female fan base and a lot of, you know, boyfriends and girlfriends are getting dragged along who don't watch the show and they come up to us after they're like, I've never seen us view in my life and I like your show. Like, I thought your show was really fun. So that's how you know you got good. it. We, yep. ha- we feel yeah. proud of that. <laughs> That's fantastic. Make sure you go see that. Uh, if you're listening to this, that sounds like so much fun. Yeah. What, any Anything else you want to plug? No. I mean, here? if you live in Los Angeles, I run a live comedy show called Better Half at Bar Bandini every week. Come on down. It's free. Such a great show. Thank you. Uh, Dana Schwartz is here as well. At Dana Schwartz with three Z's on Twitter. <laughs> and at Dana Schwartz with three Z's on Instagram as well. How are you doing, my love? I'm good. Thank you for having me. This is very exciting. Of course, we were we were talking about. I saw this Nancy Myers news. Yeah, we were, and then and then I was like, we, we have to do this podcast. I don't know if David will want to do this podcast. And <laughs> he it knew, was like, he, we, everybody knew, <laughs> everybody knew that we knew that David would want to do this podcast. But I was like, I love talking about Nancy Myers movies with you. I think we watch one probably on average. Once a month, once at a month. least. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. revisit throw on the holiday every time we need a metaphorical holiday. Yeah, there aren't like tw- there aren't twelve of them, so you know we're watching a lot of repeats. So mm-hmm. like, uh, it was it was only right that you were here. Now, since the last time you were on this podcast, you have had uh, the book Anatomy of Love Story become a number one New York Times bestseller. Yeah, and it stayed on the top ten list for how long was it? Ten weeks. That's ten so weeks. cool. Hell yeah, that's amazing. Thank you. Now, I, really, can, it really is. Thank you in no small part, no doubt, to the the support and fan base of this very podcast. I think a small part. 
And now that you can't buy it anymore, it's not on sale anymore. Is that right? You can't no, get no, it. No, no, you should. You should still continue to buy it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still for sale. Uh, yeah. Nieces, nephews, children, uh, coworkers, uh, anatomy, a love story. Everywhere books are sold. Is it is it fiction or nonfiction? It is fiction. It is a it is a novel. A novel wow. about uh, a young woman who wants to be a surgeon during sort of the dawn of surgery in 19th century Scotland. So mm. it's a, mm, mm, mm. but you don't have to like know or care about history. Uh, you know, so it's just like cool. back when back when surgery was like gritty and, and gross. So uh, Sean, think how lucky you are that you get a vasectomy now oh, when, trust me. Uh, trust me. when anesthesia exists. Yeah, I think they used to just smash your balls with a frying pan yeah. back in the yeah. 19th century Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> Watching somebody give birth, I don't know how in the world anybody ever made it before anesthesia, before modern medicine. I just don't know how it happened. Did did it did was it the hurt? success rate yeah. a lot lower? I mean, it's, yes. it sounds so morbid, but it's like it. Ju- I just don't understand it. So, so. A, a brief detour into uh, the surgery, the history of surgery. Uh, surgery was so dangerous because it, also they didn't know about infection. I mean, they knew about it because it would happen, but they didn't know how to stop it. So yeah. really, uh, if you didn't absolutely need it, like if it wasn't a desperate case, you almost always wanted to avoid surgery because then you're taking your life in your own hands with regards to like infection. It's not like they were sterilizing even the blade between, I mean, most women died after childbirth because the doctor's hands weren't clean. Yeah. I wa- wasn't there like a Malcolm Gladwell or something about like when they just started washing their hands, like the maternal maternity mortality rate just like plummeted. <laughs> yeah. Like- and the, oh, man. the guy whose idea it was was like laughed out of science, right? Yeah, this is now a very unrelated to to Nancy Myers, but there was a, a Hungarian obstetrician named Ignaz Semmelweis who basically was like, okay, all these women are dying of puerperal fever after they give birth. Uh, maybe it's because the doctor's hands are dirty. Have we thought about that? And he was so roundly mocked by the medical establishment and by his wife that he went insane and then died in an insane asylum. And then like 30 years later, the, the scientist Lister of Listerine fame discovered, you know, it became, you know, popular what? scientific understanding that disinfectant is a real thing. Damn. See, everybody take that to the bank. You yeah. learned something. Wow, that's like that- a great moments in gaslighting, right? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Uh, facts like these and more you can hear on the Noble Blood podcast, hosted by Dan- and written by Dana Schwartz. Available everywhere. Podcasts are sold <laughs> for free. You can listen to it for, for free. free. Anything else you want to plug, Dana Schwartz? Uh, no. Uh, I mean, a, a wedding with with my love, Ian Carmel. Come up soon. <laughs> that's that's exciting on the horizon. I'm gonna look so good at that wedding. Oh, are, t- are tickets on sale for that? What's the pre-sale? Tickets code? are on sale right now. We're at. <laughs> but basically, please, please buy my book because that money will go right back into to throw in a fun party. Yeah, we're gonna get married at Houston's Reliant Stadium, yeah. eighty thousand yep. seat capacity. Nice. It's gonna be great. Smash yeah. Mouth's playing, dude. Smash Mouth's playing. Uh, Smash Mouth's playing the opening and the closing. Yeah, I am walking down the aisle uh, to All Star. <laughs> yeah. You should get Nancy Meyer to write your vows. Nancy Myers is writing the vows. The flute player from Jethro Tull is going to officiate <laughs> via the flute. This is going to be a very aggressive sort of flute-based ceremony. Excited. Yeah. Dan St. Germain's p- wedding had a saxophonist 
And he's the saxophonist from a movie called like The Lost Boys or something. The Lo- he got The Lost Boys saxophonist? You are not serious. That's the most famous saxophonist. Yeah. And he like burst in. I didn't know about this movie. I didn't know about the saxophonist. But he, this man like burst in and played all. It was so awesome and funny. I, I like I wow. was dying. Did he play the I Still Believe? I Still Believe. Was he The song shirtless? from The Lost Boys? Yes. Shirtless. Like Amazing. he had like a pod oh piece on. It was wild. It was Holy really, really oiled up. Shit, yeah. Dude. Oh, that my God. mom would stop whatever was happening to watch that. But so that's one of my mom's favorite movies. And I could be saying anything. I could be telling her I got an A on something, which never happened. And she would, as soon as that scene, she'd be like, be quiet, be quiet. I got to go. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. Just, that guy, he's, he's shredded in that movie, but it's so perverted looking. Yeah, but he's shredded. He's well, shredded. he's a fucking. He hangs out with vampires, dude. Of course. No, no, he's just playing on the boardwalk. The vampires yeah, but just go to the show. He's hanging out with them. Get dinner. He's vampire adjacent. He's well, yeah, yeah. You're you gotta right. keep it tight if you're gonna be hanging out with vampires. <laughs> he did keep it. He's, <laughs> he's tight, shredded. Dude. I mean, I'm not. You can't deny that when someone's shredded, they're shredded. But he. Looks, you don't see a lot of like people who are just sort of like in a comfortable phase of their body hanging out with vampires it's mostly shredded do you people think, and it feels like all vampires are shredded do you think if you're just like an, an average out of shape dude and you get bitten by a vampire you just sort of it sucks in if you only eat blood you know that's like a pretty protein diet yeah. the difference between like shredded and just skinny like a lot They're of all like on keto Ian's yeah. boy edward cullen was skinny you know he's not shredded right i mean they but, did airbrush yeah. very clearly airbrush abs onto him yeah did they really yeah, it's very funny. That's, that's pretty tight. Did you see? Did you see what? I don't know why this, but what just because he wore a suit to the Batman premiere. Did you see what Justin Bieber wore to the fucking Grammys? Yeah, that's a he big looks like suit. Frankenstein. Yeah, <laughs> his shoes. Was, he, he looked like he was wearing the shoes that like Robert De Niro wears in a movie, so he doesn't look short. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Anyway, that's just where Laura and I were like, yeah, I'm definitely fine with being forty. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I don't need to think that I need to do that. I'm thrilled about being my age. Someone should have reeled him in a little bit. But he's who's going to reel in Justin Bieber? He's cool. That's the like, he's the precedent for what the kids are doing. He's one of them. You can even if you're very cool, you can get over your skis a little bit. I think he got (laughs) over his skis. He's over. I think he's over his skis. He's he's not eternally cool. He's not like Justin Bieber isn't Paul Newman. You know what I mean? He's like definitely someone. We don't have any. We don't have a lot of Paul Newmans anymore, or just a lot of people that are old and cool. I guess Betty White was always cool. We have <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, Goldblum's yeah, always cool. Yeah, he doesn't get over his skis. Man, we watched The Fly the other night. That movie's sad and sadder. Have you guys yeah. seen The Fly recently? No, never seen. I don't it. think I can it. watch that kind of body horror. It just no. like doesn't. I can't watch it. I have seen the Cronenberg. Have you seen a uh, Dead Ringers? Jeremy Irons, another cool uh-uh. old guy. No. That's a that's a fun one. Last night when Mr. Carmel was out doing stand up, I watched The Evil Dead too. Uh huh. Crazy body horror. Have you seen that? I think so. I mix them up. I mix up which is which. Is Evil Dead two where Ash gets the gun arm, or is that just Evil Dead? No, no. Evil Dead one is feels sort of like a Super Eight film. Evil Dead two is like that's all the cool stuff. The okay. chainsaw and the yeah, yeah. catchphrase and yep. the the head rolling up the body like doing a little dance. God, we watched it early quarantine. Anyway, getting off. Early Q. The opposite uh, of a Nancy is, Myers movie. The opposite <laughs> of a Nancy Myers movie. My name is Ian Carmel at Ian Carmel on Twitter, at Ian Carmel on Instagram, at Ian Carmel on Jewish Plant Identifier app, which I'm thinking about signing up for the premium. I haven't jumped yet. Dude, <laughs> is that real? I've, I've had that idea for a lot where you just like show a picture of a plant and it tells you what it is. Yeah. 
Is that real? Or they got you it. Gonna, really? Yeah. Everyone's out there biting my shit, dude. You know an idea? Well, go ahead. Go ahead. No, please go on. I thought that I invented the thing that you jam into a pie and it cuts it into eight pieces. When I was like a third grader, we had a oh. science fair and I came up with that idea and one of my teachers, I think one of my teachers was like, it's already real. And I'm like, well, you could have been cooler about it. Oh, as far I as I know, heard I of thought that about until it. Now. You I didn't know that existed. That no. sounds great. Yeah, it's like one of those things that you just jam in, cuts it into pieces. I'm saying I cut you off, Ian. I apologize. Go ahead. No, that, please. That's exactly what the podcast is for. <laughs> is teaching the people about this pie divider. I didn't know about the pie divider. <laughs> I bet I, you know who probably did know about the pie divider. Huh? Meryl Streep's character, and it's complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Owner oh, of a bakery. Yeah. yeah for Listen sure. to all fantasy everything. Watch. He's got uh, a rose gold pie divider for sure. Completely. <laughs> it's so, it, beautiful. It's it's eight hundred dollars. You have to. You have to have. There's like a room at Williams Sonoma that we're not allowed in. Here. Okay. We're all. So when I was making, uh, or when I was making, <laughs> when I was sitting next to the person making our wedding registry, yeah. uh, putting stuff on it, it's funny because I kind of have stuff now. I don't. Oh, you you know, like you don't. I don't. We don't need forks. Like we don't need silverware. Yeah. We have it. So it's weird trying to go through and be like, do we want to get new silverware and then figure out how to get rid of. The old stuff, oh. like do you know? What do you do when you have the stuff already? You're speaking our language. Re- re- registries come from a time where, like, you were coming, you were joining households. It was your first time living together. Yes. You needed yes. all that stuff, and now people get married after they live together for years and have beautiful homes established. And so you feel kind of like weird, being like, "I guess I could use a better salad bowl." Like you that's you know? what it is. That's where she Laura's yeah. like, "Do we need new bowls?" I'm like, "I mean, I." I wouldn't mind some like dope bowls, but we don't need you gotta, them. You gotta upgrade. Uh, for me, it's like I wish everyone would just give us money for the honeymoon. But like my mom is like, no, my friends just want to give you. They a will thing. give uh-huh. you plates like that. They just want us. They are sixty-year-old mm-hmm. white women, and like they don't feel right giving you money. That's just culturally how yeah. it works. Yeah, I have a joke on my album about that, actually, about like about being like, fuck honey funds. Like, I'm not giving you a walk on the beach. I'm giving you <laughs> yeah. glasses that you can hold in your hand and think of me when you drink out yeah. of them. <laughs> like, yeah. But in real in reality, I do think like, yeah, give people cash if that's what they want. You know, we got like now there's like a waffle maker on there. Uh-huh. Like a, a, I want a kitchen aid attachments and stuff like that, where it's like, yeah, we could use the, We'll probably use these twice a year. But it'll be good to have. I like waffles. I have a crock pot that I've used one time ever. My seven year wedding anniversary is coming up in two months. (laughs) Time to time to time to make a crock pot dish. (laughs) Time to make a crock pot. Or you have to kill him with it. Ian, you have some good slow slow cooker recipes. I'll show you over some slow cooker recipes. I made chicken tinga the other day and it it, it hit the spot. This is the thing. I'm a vegetarian, so there's just not as much that you can make in a crock pot. Like it's very good for meats, I feel like. Chicken, pulled pork, whatever. And I just don't eat meat. So Carrie, you know what you know what is good in a crock pot? This is the most basic, I feel like, internet bitch thing to say. But have you made Allison Roman's hashtag the stew? No. Oh, it's like a it's like a chickpea coconut-based stew. Oh, hell yeah, girl. Wait, I'm writing this down. Yeah. Okay. Ian, Ian's had it. It's so good. Hashtag the stew. It's I love it. hashtag the stew. So good. It's really good. It, it's like a it's like a hearty, like I'm not a vegetarian, but I would choose it 
as a meal. So, you know, this is that girl that's kind of controversial, right? Yeah, because she's like, you know, a, a very basic white lady who people are like, it's not a stew. It's a chana masala. And like then, you know, it's like, is it cultural appropriation? And I'm like, got it. Maybe, but also it's delicious. Yeah, it's such delicious cultural appropriation. I'm going to make is. it. That's a great yeah. idea. Thank you, guys. I'll I'll tweet a picture of my stew to all fantasy everything account. Get yeah. out there. Her, yeah. her recipes are so fucking good. I, anyway, yeah. yeah. Is she controversial still? She's fine, right? I she's think like, she's fine. I don't know. I just remember, I think it was like a pandemic, you know, like where we were focusing yeah. on all kinds of crazy shit because we were in our houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember she went on z Way's show and I watched it and was like, what's, I don't, like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> who who among us would come out looking good after Z-Way yeah, show? Exactly. Only, <laughs> only Aparna Nancherla went on there and like looked okay. You know what I mean? Like, that was it. <laughs> Yeah, listen to listen to all fantasy and everything. Watch the late late show with James Corden, where I remain the on screen sidekick. And uh, heck, I mean, have a have a have a great time just in your everyday life. That's what I have to promote. We are gathered here today not only to talk about who would do well on Z Way, but also to fantasy cast a Nancy Myers motion picture. Now, the way we determine the order of that draft is through a rollicky game of rock paper scissors played between the three of you, and we throw on shoot. Here we go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Mm. Oh, three different ones. Here we go again. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Paper, oh. paper, rock. Sean Jordan Odd wins. person out. I the rom-com it. king himself, Sean Jordan wins. Sean, as the winner of Rock, Paper, Scissors, it is incumbent upon you to determine the order of today's draft. But before you do that, I will remind you it is a serpentine draft. Well, I'll tell you what that is. It's uh, a serpentine for those listening. Yeah. If David happens to listen to this because he's he just can't get it in his head what it is. It's like eating corn on the cob for some folks. I know that everybody has their own certain way to eat corn on the cob. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people just eat corn. <laughs> they take it right off the cob. But if you're eating it on the cob still, you can start and you just go all the way across, right to left, and then down mm-hmm. a tick, and then all the way back, left to right, and then down a tick, all the way back, right to left, down a tick, until you just have kind of like a gross feeling, wet cob yeah. that you don't want to touch. So it sits on the plate until, I don't know, there's flies on it. You kind of make a cash register noise when you do it too, right? Yeah, That's yeah, cute. but there's like stuff that. in your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you have yep. to. Yeah. You know what I mean though when you're done with it and it's like kind of wet and you don't want to touch it but you got to it's just on I'm the plate and it's corn on the cob. I don't think I've had corn on a cob in a decade now. You don't strike me as a corn. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you eat it. So yeah. So anyway, that that's what it's like. I'll eat corn. Don't get me wrong. Well, you eat you do it off the cob cuz you're scared. Is that right? Off the cob, dude. Yeah, because you're you live in fear. Is that right? Well, I look at the corn on the cob. The co- the corn hops off the cob because it knows. Yeah, don't make me come over there, dude. Well, no, I mean you're. I know that you live in fear. You got vaccinated, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. See. Yeah. Couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I live under the terror of. I'm uh, just not scared. <laughs> the government and the panopticon of William Gates. Oh, I haven't been on this podcast in a while. You guys are anti-vax now. Yeah, yeah we're different. big. Cool. We're pretty big anti-vax. Cool. I just never yeah. had a reason to make a stink about it before. <laughs> you know, of course, I got vaccinated for like pertussis and things like that. But yeah, with this new thing, what am you I doing? You have to pick a corner. It's a competitive podcast market. It's not. It's not like it was three years ago. So we're anti-vax. We're very pro Anne Hathaway. We are. Uh... <laughs> well, that one is true. I'm. I'm. I'm big team Anne Hathaway. That's true. Yeah, both of those are true. Uh, we we don't think waterfalls are real. Oh. I've never seen one. Have you ever I've seen never, one? I've never seen one. You haven't no. seen? Yeah, yeah. So waterfalls, those are fake. What uh, if there was somebody named Vax, and so and she was someone's aunt, so she'd be anti-Vax. 
That's a great, that's a, a drag great drag name. name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is a great drag name. It's also crazy to think about if that were real. I think I'm just actually going to call for a pause here where we all think about <laughs> yeah. if that were real, how crazy that would be. Crazy. If the it's name, crazy first, world, if the name Vax was, was a name. Crazy on its own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that person's brother or sister had kids. Fucking mind blowing. <laughs> uh, get your four shots if you're eligible. Yeah. Everybody can't wait there. to get that fourth. Uh, Sean Jordan, you are as the what is with that in mind. Basically, if you pick fourth in the first round, you pick first in the second round. What will the order of today's draft be? Did we lay down any? Did we have any parameters at all? We're casting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And but then, so, so we, you there, know, there's not like any. We have to cast this and this and that. We can cast any five characters in this film that we want i think so yeah you know right? she doesn't just do rom-coms father of the bride they're right, ensemble comedies they're ensemble comedies with a romantic bent often yeah okay and uh are we given plots do you guys have plots i i have characters okay all right um yeah you can't as as, as much or as little as you want baby okay i'm just wondering do you call Sean baby too yeah, but a different baby. That was the general baby. He Wait, but, so can I ask a question along these lines? Like, so if Sean goes, okay, I want the main protagonist woman to be this person. Is that person cast? And we can't, we can't make our suggestions now. No, they're off. They're yes. off the table. That person. Yeah. No, no, no. That person. But, but is that role filled? No, 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 no. Oh no, okay. no, no. Yeah. Okay. We can all have like the doctor or whatever. I just okay. want. I'm not going to show you like who my people are, but I have. Maybe 25 people that I <laughs> okay. really like. I have at least yeah. 10. Yeah. It's okay. going to be interesting because not everyone can do Nancy Myers, right? And we've seen that. We've seen in my, in Cameron Diaz, not really nail Nancy Myers. A little broad in her comedy, I'll say. Yeah. Can I, can I say before we start, this was a, yes. this was a, a take for my, for what I think makes the perfect Nancy Myers character, actor. Mm-hmm. And I, I ran this by Ian before. I think it's a really good actor who's also really good at hosting SNL. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's sort of the umbrella. Like a good actor who then is willing to commit and have a little fun. Yeah. Okay. Commit to very silly things. Yeah. I think that's a great call. I have a plot. Uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna pick my... Do you have an order? I'm going to pick my... Yeah. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Um Dana, me, Kara, hmm. Ian. Dana, Sean, Kara. Thank you. I was babbling, so I couldn't go first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I took. I take the, the. I haven't taken one this serious in a long time, and I, I'm also scared that it's going to be a clunker, and I don't want everyone to be like, "Your movie's going to suck." I think it's going to be fun. So <laughs> Sp- sp- spread your wings and fly, dude. I'm going All right? to I'm be excited. be my butterfly, sugar baby. <laughs> We're going to get to Dana's first pick right after. This short break. This episode of All Fantasy Everything is brought to you by Wondery. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series from shows like Kid Nation, CBS is weird, like Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town. Sounds insane. Uh, To The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant also sounds insane. On each episode of Wondry's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem 
the women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow the big flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. A huge one for me, you know, just people-pleasing. And it's you say it like it's a bad thing. It's just something that you need to get under control. All of these stressors, you know, you keep them bottled up. It starts to affect you negatively. Everybody. You don't have to feel weird if this stuff affects you. It affects everybody. And there's people, again, myself included, who walk around trying to front like it doesn't. But it does. It always does. It always has. And therapy is a safe place to just get things off your chest. You need to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down, all those problems. Even if you just want to vent or kvetch about somebody, go to therapy, get them new ears on it. You know what I'm talking about? Get it somebody who they're going to leak it to. They're not going to tell your homies. Go let them know. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, how to do all those things that make you be a better you. As hokey as that sounds, that is what we are all going for. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. All right? Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's convenient, flexible, and it's also suited to your schedule. All right, you just fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist. You switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. If you don't like the cut of your therapist's jib, as it were, go on and switch. BetterHelp has got your back. They want it to work just like you do. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash fantasy today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash fantasy. And we're back to All Fantasy Everything, the podcast where we're fantasy drafting a Nancy Myers cast. Dana Schwartz. Yeah. You have the first pick. So I think sort of the sneaky ingredient to a great Nancy Myers movie mm-hmm. is the love interest. Yeah. I think like, you know, I could take leading lady first, but there's a lot of leading ladies I could plug into this movie. When you think to like what really makes it great, the leading man has to be insanely charming. Like the Jude Law almost saves Cameron Diaz's half of the holiday because he's so charming. And so Kate Kate Winslet. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Kate Winslet also is as a love interest. You know, I like Jack Black in the holiday, but without Kate Winslet, I think he would have been obnoxious. They're great together. The love interest really carries a lot of weight. And I was like. Honestly, the perfect love interest for a Nancy Myers movie, Chris Pine. Wow. Chris Pine. Wow. I'm not done. He's sort of growing his hair out. He's sort of in like a Chris Christopherson face. He has like a little beard now. He has kind of long hair. But I would argue, I would ask you to hearken back to early Chris Pine. He was the love interest in Princess Diaries 2, A Royal Engagement. Mm -hmm. Absolutely kills it. Which is Nancy Myers core. Nancy Myers core. He's really funny. He's really he funny is. in um He's hilarious in Horrible Bosses. Yeah, he's really funny in that. He's in um not a great movie, but he's the prince and in into the woods, and he's also really funny in that. He can sing, he's very charming, he's was great on SNL. He's You're gonna funny. come on here and say not not a great movie about into the woods? It's it's not a great movie. I, I, I got to go into work on Monday. Great performances. <laughs> great performances by individual actors. Poorly directed. <laughs> I don't think I've seen Into You've the Woods. You've never seen Into the Woods. Again. I haven't seen it. I haven't. Me neither. I'm Me the neither. only one here who's seen it. But Chris Pine's really good in it, actually. He's my favorite of the Chris's. I think he's the hottest one by a mile. Oh. I agree. He's See, so you know, hot. I, obviously, he's attractive, but I... 
he's not my version of well, I think what I would go for in a dude. Uh, and it, again, this is like lining up perfect looking people and then picking who's the most perfect. I get it. But Chris Pine to me, um, he's not, I guess he's not my, he's not the hottest Chris to me. He's the most charming Chris. Though. I think he's, if not the hottest, at least the most charming. If yes. you can pull off like Star Trek and like make that fun and you also are great in comedies and like you can sing, put him in a linen suit. Oh yeah. Let him be sort of sh- like deep V shirtless. I want uh-huh. him to like in this movie. You know how like in uh something's got to give Keanu Reeves is like they young and like handsome and really successful and like also Yeah. He's sort of going to be the new Keanu Reeves in this movie where he's like maybe a little younger than the leading lady and he's very successful in uh some sort of business that mostly now involves him wearing linen shirts that are that are half unbuttoned. <laughs> are we thinking the current like are we the shaggy Chris Pine like going like maybe living in the woods learning how to mountain climb he's got a beard he's got long hair or are we thinking like he's not he's not in the woods he still has a beard but it's it's maintained and, okay. and like slightly longer it's not it's not uh so a slightly more kempt than the current one yeah but it's not yeah. it's not Star Trek Chris Pine one of the nice things about a Nancy Myers movie is that the male characters can't like the Keanu Reeves in something's got to give is a one dimensional. Love it. Like fantasy dream guy. Love it. In a movie. You know what I mean? Where like so often you get the opposite, but like in a Nancy Myers movie, she'll just be like, yeah, he's a, I think probably 32 year old at the time he made Uh that movie. Like hot, hot doctor who's read all her plays. And he's just into her. Into her. (laughs) A Hamptons doctor who's just so into her. You're like, that's illegal. Doctors can't throw it at you like that, but he's doing it because he just can't help himself. I think in this version, Chris Pine is a uh, a professor of literature. He teaches. He's an associate professor of literature, and he is a uh, he teaches our main character's book. He is. Look at those fucking eyebrows on that man. We're going. We're going back to Princess Diaries two, a royal engagement, written by Shonda Rhimes. His eyebrows look like little edible caterpillars. They're perfect. Yes, some might say Ian Carmel eyebrows. A lot of people say that. (laughs) They are perfect. You do have perfect eyebrows, man. That's my pick. Chris Pine. Great first pick. Building around Chris Pine, a love interest. Sean Jordan, it's time for your first pick. So I'm going uh, female lead, first pick. And I have a... Man, I kind of going to be screwed if I don't get it, but I think I'm getting everyone. Um, So the female lead that I want in this movie, uh, I just love her. I think she's hilarious. And she's, you know, of the age to do a really good job in the movie is Rashida Jones. Ah, yeah. Oh. And it's gonna, you know, it it has to all come together, but I like it. She hasn't, she hasn't got to like sink her teeth in. And I think it's there. I think she could definitely lead a movie. I think she's very funny. She's very charming. She can be very serious, which uh, I'm going to have, you know, it's, it's a fairly serious movie that I want to see that I'm, that I'm making here. But it's going to be funny. But it's like a lot of real life stuff, and I think she's. Uh, I think she'd just be great at it. Mm. Yeah, it was between her and someone else, and I. I just game time decision right there. So, yeah, Rashida Jones. She's my female lead. Like her, always liked her, and uh, I'm sensing a little pushback here. I, I don't know that Rashida. I don't know Rashida Jones is good. I don't know if I, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I. That's who I would pick to lead a Nancy Myers movie. I'm with Ian. I don't know if she has it. Well, we're going to see. We're, Let's give her a We are going to see. We are going to find out. 
that it's uh, that once I if I get to build the world, hopefully it works out again. I, I really I was really trying to think about this, thinking about what I want to see. And I would like to see it. Great. I think she'd be great. I think she could handle herself. And uh, I see her. I see her carrying a movie. She hasn't got a chance to do it yet, but I see she's it gotten a lot of chances. What is she like carried? I mean, she was in I Love You, Man, right? Jesse but, and Celeste Forever, the rom-com with... Uh, with how do that, I not know these movies? With uh, uh, Andy Samberg. I haven't seen it. She was in On the Rocks. Her On the Rocks performance made me think that, like, maybe? Maybe she could do it? I haven't seen On the Rocks yet. I've never even heard of it. I'm blowing it. See? Dude, it's a, My uh, worst nightmare is coming true. It's coming true. You're, pit, you're pitting out. I'm sweating. Out. I'm pitting out. I was just about sweating, to say he's it. sweating. He's blinking all fast. <laughs> My eyebrows are twitching. You know what? You give her, give her maybe in Nancy's hands. In Nancy's yeah. hands. My thing, she's maybe not. It's, I'm in. I, I think <laughs> she's got it. I love it. And I'm stoked. I think she'll, I think she's going to kill it. I don't know if the fruit, I don't know if she's gotten to Nancy Meyer, if the fruit is ripe enough. You know what I mean? For a Nancy Meyers lead. Okay. Will she be wearing her shirt from the Capital One commercials? That weird shirt that everybody was posting about? Oh, yeah. The I don't, big, I don't think really so. Wide. I think we're going to leave that in the trailer. <laughs> I think we might have let Wardrobe take a crack at it. <laughs> we'll see. You clearly have like a vision for this movie. So I we'll do. see how the pieces fit yeah. around yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I do. Rashida Jones. You'll explain like who she is, what she's doing a little bit later. Yeah. All right. Yep. I have All a right. whole my version of like a synopsis written. I was probably worded. It's worded poorly, but she, it's, yeah, it's what I what I think the uh, the back of the box would say. All right, all right, Rashida Jones, uh, Kara, it's time for your first pick. Okay, so when you know when I got this when I got this assignment, somebody popped into my head, and not for the female lead. I will get to my female lead choices later, but yeah. I think much as uh, I agree with Dana that the the love interest, the male love interest is very important. I also think what's very important is the elder protagonist woman's child, the daughter. Mm, yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. I, Amanda Pete was great in something's got to give, I thought. And I think it's an important uh, like foil character. Yeah. And I would like to submit my pick for that character as the, for the, for that, I would like to submit the actress, Linda Cardellini. Oh, oh yeah. Linda Cardellini's fantastic. Fine. I think she would be really great. She's about 46, you know, but she I think she can play a little bit younger. And, you know, uh, she's she maybe has her own stuff going on. Maybe she's just there to listen to her mom's problems, but I want I love Linda Cardellini. I want her in more stuff and I think she's she dope handle, in everything. Yeah, and she can pull off like I think the beautiful like wardrobe of a Nancy Myers movie or like not yeah. not always beautiful but the conservative sort of like you know cashmere wardrobe of a Nancy Myers movie. Mm, yeah, oh, lots of contrasting creams. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, shades of <laughs> vanilla as they say. What's Linda Cardellini been up to lately? Well uh, dead Hawkeye. to me. Oh and and I guess a Marvel thing that I don't pay attention to. <laughs> oh she was in Hawkeye. Yeah, oh okay. she's Mrs. Hawkeye. Yeah. She's oh, Mrs. Hawkeye. Mrs. Hawkeye. Who's Mr. Hawkeye? Jeremy Renner. Jared there. It, yeah. it just popped into my like she's in my head because I just watched Mad Men again and she's in Mad Men. She's in the later seasons, which I completely forgot about. But oh, yeah. she's just sewed up. She was in Bloodline. I know that was a while Bloodline, ago. Bloodline I love Bloodline. But she dead to me on Netflix is one of my favorites. So she's already in the Netflix fam. So this would be a lateral, yeah. easy contracting, you know? Right. She's got, the W nine is already in yeah, pile. Yeah. She doesn't even have to put. There's no no exactly. new paperwork. They already have a voided check for her S corp. Like it's like yeah. it's easy. Yeah. She's good. <laughs> 
She there. I this is. I think this is a great. This gets to like what's like a good Nancy Myers pit where like Linda Cardellini is is beautiful, right? That that's a she's a beautiful woman, very like very attractive, but not like. And I, I but like on screen, I know what you're saying. I know what you're not saying. Not like like I think it's more important. Like like the Amanda Peet versus Lake Bell are both beautiful women, but one like. Linda Cardellini doesn't look like she would sleep with your husband or boyfriend right. <laughs> or partner. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's like a difference in an actor where you're like, if you're in an Nancy Myers movie, I can't, I don't really, I can't really think that you might sleep with my partner. I feel like, yeah. unless that's, the, unless the role calls for it. There's not a lot of smarmy characters in these movies. Kara, I also really respect that you went for the adult child, which is an essential part of the Nancy yeah. Myers universe. <laughs> Not enough movies, I feel like, have a adult adult children, but that is so part of the Nancy DNA. <laughs> yeah. I think what I said applies more to the women characters in Nancy Myers than the men, because the men characters, like Jack Nicholson, would absolutely sleep with your partner. <laughs> well, yeah, he was initially he trying to sleep with the daughter, right? Yeah. And he was, yeah. And Alec Baldwin would, too. Um, but, yeah, Linda Cardellini is a great pick. That's fantastic. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, she rules. All right, time for my first pick. There's there's so many different ways to go with it. All right, I'm going to go since we've we've been. I'm going to go with the young male love interest mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. like the the maybe not the one she ends up with. Should I even take this first? You know what? I think I can get him later. Never mind. I'm going with the I'm going with the older male love interest. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna I'm going to take someone who gets tossed out for for a big role almost every time one comes around. But I think he would do fantastic. I'm putting Idris Elba. Oh yeah. my god. As the romantic Number male two lead. on my list. Yeah. Wow. Is he Brit is he British in this? Oh, he's British. He's full <laughs> full accent. <laughs> Full Idris Elba. He's not. He's not acting. I'm. We're just like let Idris Elba be Idris Elba. <laughs> he's out there. Give him the ball. Let him go to work. Uh-huh. The man looks amazing in a suit. The man. He's a. He's a vision to look at. He's absolutely beautiful. He's got the accent. He's charming. Throw that guy in like a sand colored tan suit, mm-hmm. and he's out here fucking getting buckets for you. And like you know, it's not. He. He is a great actor. He's a really good actor. But he doesn't have to do that much. He's gonna have a he's gonna have like a vague job where he has a lot of money. He, yeah. he wh- he's just lifting the bar, no weights on it. Right, exactly. He's just lifting the bar. What's he doing in Ojai? I it's not really sure. You know what I mean? He's like he consults on a green he's a green he's an investor in a green energy company and he's checking in on some of his investments here hmm. in a windmill they're been building near a wind farm that they're building near Ojai. And it's just Idris Elba <laughs> being British, being fucking beautiful. Yeah, just like an occasional smolder. He really doesn't have to do that much. Yeah, yeah, a, exactly. a lot of heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. And he's a little bit older now. You know, he like Idris Elba. He's a little bit older. He's got the he's got the salt and pepper. Yeah, mm-hmm, the gray like, beard. Look. You're like, and, stop it. Uh, Megan Gailey, I believe, told me that she saw him at a hotel. I think in between movies, and he'd let himself get a little bit, um, you know. 
free. Like he'd free he'd oh, let his like body that. out a little bit. Yeah. And <laughs> that's not like a body shaving thing, but I I would like that for the movie as well. If I can amend your thing, I don't yes, want him to I be lo- super jacked. <laughs> no, I want a comfy lived in Idris Elba. <laughs> yeah. I want Idris Elba at the, I mean, my protagonist says, we, I can't make them a baker. We already have a baker, but I want him at the bakery. He's eating the croissant. You know what yeah. I mean? He's, 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 he's loving himself. How how old is he? He's got to be in his he's, 50s, I think right? he's probably look. 50. Let's find out. He gets a croissant. You know what, bruv? Let me get another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bruv. He's 49 years old. 49 years old. Yeah. Nice. I want him. I want, he's 49. Mm-hmm. I want him playing 55 in this. I, think I want him take, aging up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Idris Elba, first pick. Mm-hmm. You know why that's also a great pick? The the love interest, the older male love interest, has to sort of make the female lead feel cool. Like she yeah. feels cool for being with him, and he's really cool. You know what I should make him, actually? He is very cool. As revenge for Jack Nicholson being a hip-hop music executive, Idris Elba <laughs> owns one of Nashville's coolest. (laughs) (laughs) He owns one of Nashville's coolest record labels. Uh, God, that's funny. So that's my male lead. And now female lead is so, I mean, it's so important. It is, there are, there are a good amount of people who can do it. Um, but I think, I mean, if you really want someone to go put up like MVP numbers, yeah, it's someone who we don't see in movies enough anymore. It's someone who is a god of the form hmm. of the romantic comedy. A god. And I feel like I like this could either go so right that none of us can believe it, or the two powers could be too much and it could end the world. But I'm putting Julia Roberts in the female lead oh. of my Nancy Myers movie. Of course. Baby, did you look at my list? No, did you have Julia Roberts on there? Julia Roberts. You got to put Julia Roberts in there. She's a <laughs> yeah. rom-com god. Yeah. A rom-com yeah, god. I mean, she like... She started with Mystic Pizza. It's like a, like a teenage rom-com. I mean, she's been doing them forever. Our cats are being crazy over here. Uh, <laughs> she, America's Sweethearts. Yeah. All of, she's oh, all over the place. God, I mean, Notting Hill. Yeah. The moment, the My moment best in wedding? Pretty Woman where she so naturally laughs because Richard Gere closed the thing on her hand... That's pure real. charm. Pure, pure charm. charm. Yeah, it's real. She didn't know it was gonna snap shut. So it's like a real, it's like a real laugh. It's fun. She is. She is waiting. She's just been like in a hyperbaric chamber, waiting to come to walk out and be swathed in caftans <laughs> and linens <laughs> and all that stuff, and walk along a beach and be windswept. Yeah, I mean, her Lancome ads are like halfway there. Like They're halfway right? there. She's, She's like, like dying for a cowl neck. Like we, we yes. She's she's auditioning for it. Her life right now is like, put me in a fucking Nancy Myers movie. <laughs> Give her a chunky necklace oh and you're there. Oh my God, a chunky, some rings. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> What's her job in your in your movie? I'm not 100% sure yet. I th- What's a chunky necklace? A, it's Just a like a big old necklace. necklace. A big <laughs> necklace with like, you know, not fine like chain, giant like beads. a big ass, yeah, yeah. like huge stones. Like, yeah. <laughs> Watch The Real Housewives of New York and look at a character named Luanne de Lesseps, and that's a chunky necklace. There's your a chunky right. necklace, as they say. Sure. <laughs> I think she owns like a very, very, very upscale land. Oh, no. Land- like, landscape design isn't quite right like topiaries and stuff like that i have to 
but like that is a, if you have like like she's a she curates rich people's backyards. I think she curates rich people's backyards, but she herself is also a rich person. Oh yeah, she owns the company. She's amazing. Yeah. She owns that company. I think she like for for like for all of like Santa Barbara, Montecito. Oh, she lives in Ojai. This is happening in Oprah Ojai. Oprah gave her a break. She started doing Oprah's backyard, and then everybody just got found out. That's exactly right. She's she's on magazine covers, like Better Homes and Gardens. Architectural she's, Digest. Architectural Digest. She's done all this, you know, and like the one plant she hasn't been able to get to flourish is her love life. And then <laughs> Idris Elba shows up, you know what I mean? And again, a sand suit, just looking beautiful. And uh, those are my two leads, Idris Elba, Julia Roberts. I'd watch that movie. I'd watch the hell mm-hmm. out of that movie. They could fucking call it anything. Anything. <laughs> they could call it the bank vault. They could call like, it sure. fuck Sean Jordan. And like, I'd be <laughs> like, like well, that's my best friend, but I'm still there the first day. Yeah. <laughs> Care time for your second pick. Oh, God. It's back to me. Oh, my yeah. God. Okay. 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 Porn on the cob. All right. I want to throw somebody out here for the older <laughs> male love interest who, because, okay. Listen, this is not a movie star, but this is a person okay. who is very well known and makes a lot of women very horny yeah. and I and can do comedy very well. And Give I think this I could like be this. his shot into more of the movie world. He's done movies, but I wouldn't say that's mm-hmm. what he's known for. I like it. Christopher Maloney. Oh, hey. an organized crime. Okay. Now, listen, okay. I'm not just doing this as a tie into my podcast and because I fucking watch hours and hours of this man every week. You love the guy. And he had a summer of sex last year. His ass was all over the internet. People yeah. are obsessed with his ass. He's 60 years old and like can fully just like has a body of like a 30 year old. I mean, he's so jacked. And I could see him honestly as maybe. I I guess it would be if yeah like he's not he's more like the Steve Martin character and it's complicated he's successful but he's not as successful as yeah. the lead you know he's got to be a little bit lower like and um I don't know I just think he can play really subtle and funny and just like a hot guy to look at that is that's a great pick he has to whatever his job Absolutely. is he has to work with his hands you know yeah. what I mean he's one of those like yeah. You want him like, uh, like, he's like, working I don't know wood. who's going to fix my fence before the big party. And he's like, I got it. And he comes over and it's like, has like a full, you know, I think he gets a uh, Brad Pitt on the roof. Sorry to say picks, but, but like Brad Pitt on the roof in, in once upon a time in Hollywood takes off his shirt <laughs> moment yeah. where people are like, Oh shit. Yeah. He has, he has a great Nancy Myers lead body. Cause it's great. It's great. But he is, he's also 60. He's 61 he's si- at this he's point 60. or something. And he, yeah. and he looks like it. You're like, oh, yeah, that's like an amazing body. But he's not like, he doesn't have some insane, like, impossible body. Yeah. It's impossible if you're 60. I would love to look like Chris <laughs> Maloney right now. But, like, oh, yeah, it's, it's obtainable. It's also, it's comfortable while being incredibly buff. He's also charming. I think that's a great, I think, like. Yeah, he should have another horny moment. He needs another horny moment, Chris. Yeah, and I I just think, like, so many... If you also want to bring... Yeah, like, these movies are pretty mainstream, and he's just, like, a mainstream hunk for, like, a lot of people all over the country, you know? He's a hunk. Yeah. Yeah, and he can... It's not like he can't... I I didn't didn't know who he was, and I apologize, but, like... (laughs) 
you know, at, well, after you, when you first started talking, I was like, oh, is it going to be like somebody who's never acted? But no, of course, he's he's got to be a great no, actor. And like, been... honestly, I'm watching him on OC, which is like an organ, it's the organized crime uh, spinoff of Law and Order. And he's he carries it. I mean, he carry and it's a very it's kind of like a Narcos type show. It's not like the other Law and Order shows where they're all like sort of capsule episodes. Yeah. And he can carry this series where he goes undercover. He's embedded with the Armenian mob. You know what I mean? And like, I could just see it the tough guy, but like with a soft side kind of uh, lead. You know why I also have to say it's a great pick because he can be like wet, hot American summer. Yeah. He can be really funny. He's yeah. so funny. He's kind of, he's someone who's been almost a victim of his own television success where he like yeah. is so good on these. He's like, he's also, I mean, I mean, maybe other than Julie Roberts, maybe the most famous person like in a weird way that we've picked so far where like the most people would know who he is. Right. Mm -hmm. Except for Sean. <laughs> Except for Sean. But just because like so many people watch Law and Order where it's like you forget like he's maybe not a movie star, but he might be the mo like the most eyes have been on him kind of thing. And totally. he was also in Runaway Bride with Julia Roberts. Yes. He's so he's right. a husband. Yeah. So he's been in a rom-com against like a with a, you know, a opposite a big leading lady. So I think he could do it. Tight. Taking a ride on the Maloney pony. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean Jordan. Uh, so I'm going to have two two male leads. One's good, one's bad. There you go. This is going to be the good guy. Mm -hmm. The the better. You gotta have to help me at the end. Like, I mean, my my version of him is like he's the, he's the decent guy, ends up being the good guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, ben in rom coms. He's also in arguably one of my one of my favorite action franchises. Uh, older gentleman, Colin Firth. Oh, Firth, oh, yeah. dude. Love a Firth. Yeah. I, I did when, and I'll be honest, I did not, I didn't love the King's speech, but he in the King's speech just charmed me to death. That was the first time that I really remember giving a shit about Colin Firth and, uh, and love actually, obviously. Love actually, I love him. yeah. If you're not Firth, you're last. Yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> he sold me, damn, get it. He sold me in an action franchise so where you're like, right no now. way. That's my thing, I say. <laughs> <laughs> and she took it. <laughs> That's my thing, I say. It's all uh, right, dude. Yeah, if you're not Diane von Furstenberg, you're Diane von Lastenberg. So it's all right. <laughs> I got another. <laughs> well, second place is a first loser, if you know what That's I mean. Right. Yeah. He, uh, him and the Kingsman, though, I went in skeptical. And Ian Carmel can get my back on this. That's easily one of my favorite oh, movies you went in skeptical you came out with uh spectacles dude because you could see clearly <laughs> with a colin firth tattoo on my back dude that guy knows what time it is that's why he wears a clock so you know what time it is Absolutely. colin firth is out here great nancy myers pick yeah i um and he uh, well I'll, I'll i'll tie it together but yeah just uh in general colin firth love him he's gonna fit the role is he playing british or do you have him doing an american accent he's british yeah yeah, everyone's everyone's true to form. Who I'm gonna pick? Yeah, uh, just you know, because I don't. I think people are traveling enough in this universe where like money's not a huge issue. That's money's that's not something an issue for kinda, anyone in a Nancy Myers movie ever. Yeah, you don't have to be like, well, why? How do you get here? How'd you get there? It doesn't matter. He's flying every weekend. You're flying every weekend. Who gives a fuck? You have you have a summer place in London. I don't know. So there's a scene at the end of the Parent Trap where the the British people, or maybe the the dad the dad and one of the twins, they separate at the end, but then they come to London to surprise them and they beat them there. And they're like, how did you get here? And they're like, we took the Concord. They bought same day Concord jet, probably first class tickets is how little money is an object in this universe. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's so easy to pick things apart when, when it's one of the 
one of the hard parts for me to stomach about critics is like, it's so easy to pick things apart and be like, well, where did they get this money? I don't give a shit. It's wish fulfillment. This is, I'm watching these movies because I don't care. Oh, especially Nancy Meyer. It's like aspirational yeah. Yeah. on steroids. Yeah. I'm not missing dinner, so what do I care how much money they have? It's fine. I just want to live in this world for a minute. They own a bauxite mine. They never talk about it there. (laughs) It's wrapped up. (laughs) Yeah, they got family. Bitcoin, I don't care. They're doing fine. Um, Anyway, Colin Firth. Great pick. Dana, you'll you'll defend Colin Firth as a a sexy romantic lead, right? Hasn't he's been in... Oh, Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's so cute. Like Bridget Jones' Diary. Oh, I mean, yeah. if you're talking about the decent guy and the bad guy, that's like the ultimate, right? Yeah. With yeah. Hugh Grant. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Coming out of a lake, right? He came out mm-hmm. of a lake in, a, in Pride and Prejudice. There was also a lake in Love Actually when his books spilled into oh, a lake. Oh, yeah, they have to go into the water. And he learns Portuguese for the woman that he loves. It's oh. so uh-huh. cute. Oh, so charming. I, I, wish, I wish you could switch. I sw- there's just the one storyline in love actually that sucks but the rest of it is like which pretty one? which one do you hate the one about uh the prime minister's secretary how she's oh, I big. like that one it just bothers me where they're like they no it's wait it's i just... have to i have to add some context to that the actress who uh they always are like oh with the big thighs she was like a british star oh. either like a pop i think a pop star and they were kind of making fun of, I think it tongue in cheek. It's like the tabloids at the time were really digging well, that, into her for being too fat. So well, I that's think different. I think the context was in on the joke was like they were all like making fun of the the cultural thing. We're calling her fat. I thought they well, that also makes me feel had much really better. sweet chemistry. Like I like really loved their little thing and I wanted them to end up together. Uh, I loved it. I mean, the whole. So when I watched that with Laura, she has a problem with you know how uh the walking dead dude was trying to like get with his best friend's girl but i'm like that shit happens she has a problem with the infidelity storyline and again i'm not condoning it but that shit happens it's like that those are i think all good factors for a movie like that because it makes you feel tons of different emotions yeah good and bad and at the end of the movie you're not, you don't it's one of those rom-coms where you don't feel amazing you just you're like okay things things work out life can be good life can be bad but ultimately it, if if you are a good person, you will do all right. My least favorite storyline is the British boys coming to Wisconsin oh, and yeah. hooking up with January Jones. There's a Sioux Falls girl in that scene, so I can't say anything bad about it. Jan Jones. Uh, January Jones, yeah. Sioux Falls, South Dakota, born and raised. Yuck, Zilla, dude. We're out here making moves. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy every. I enjoy. I've only seen the movie once. It might be time for another That's rewatch. Fucking bonkers to me. Fun movie. One time, America needed it to heal from 9 11, that movie. I love love actually so much. I'm an un- I'm an apologist to the till the death. I love that movie. I'm with you. It, it, we might watch it today. It might get thrown on right after this. Uh, Colin Firth, excellent pick. Dana Schwartz, time for your second and third picks. All right, great pick on Colin Firth. So I've established in this universe, Chris Pine is a is a young liter professor, English lit professor at a, at some university, and he's a big fan of this older, acclaimed novelist, Emma Thompson. Oh. My female love interest. Oh my God. What happened? Yeah, she's- What a blind spot. How could I have not picked that? She's, if we're in the Love Actually universe, I mean, Love Actually is every charming British actor. Yeah. She is a, an incredibly successful, divorced, was Sean so uh, upset that I took Emma Thompson that he just left? 
He left. He might have just he might have just taken off. Yeah. Uh, she is an older, divorced novelist, acclaimed. I think she maybe you know was shortlisted for the the Nobel Prize or Pulitzer Prize. Incredibly successful. He, you know, she's speaking at this university, and she's sort of skeptical that you know Chris Pine, the young professor, is as. Well, she assumes that he just likes her because of, you know, her her novels. Yeah. But really, he's really interested in her as a as a novelist and as a woman. Ooh. Has it been a while since she's had a big novel? I think, yeah, it's been a while, but she's still sort of she thinks like maybe no one even needs me again. But over the course of this movie, she's gonna she's gonna have a new novel come out. Now, pardon Ooh. me, my internet froze. Who did we, who did was the pick? Emma, Emma Thompson, Thompson as my oh, leading lady. I cannot believe I didn't pick this. Playboy. She's a divorced, yeah. famous novelist and yeah, critically acclaimed, beloved, successful, can afford all the cashmere she wants. Chris uh-huh. Pine is the professor who teaches a, an entire class on her. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's been through it too. Yeah. With with old Kenny Brana. She's been through she's been through the ringer. She's experienced uh-huh. it. So she can play. She can play that sort of post-divorce, post-heartbreak. She she can tap into her real life and sort of like call upon that energy. And I think Kara for my for my next pick in the round. I think Kara's nailed it with the thought that the the adult daughter is a really important yeah. part of this. Uh-huh. Emma Thompson is British, but she lives in America. Her daughter was born and raised in America, which I think by the laws of you know the. The, the Nancy Myers universe you're allowed to do. This is an actress yeah. who I think is great and has been wildly misused. No one has understood what to do with this actress. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, oh. there you go. A very funny, very charming actress who I think has been put in like weird dramas in a way that doesn't suit her. I think get her back to basics, have her be the charming daughter in a Nancy Myers movie. Yeah. Sure. I got I buy yeah. that big time. Sure. She I mean, you know, you think about Silver Linings Playbook and she was fantastic, but it was like a bit dramatic. Yeah. What else what else were like her her like Well like Joy? You know, I always felt like that roles. movie Joy was way too old of a role for her to play. Yeah. And like there's just she's been in a lot of stuff where it's like or like mother exclamation yeah. point. She's like literally 30 years old, and I feel like she's been playing 35-year-old divorcees her entire career. <laughs> what was it like Winter's Bone? She was a teenager, and it was such a serious role. In that, the was movie. First, that was her big break, right? Yeah, and which I mean, was she's, a great movie, but gnarly. She's really good in The Hunger Games. Like, I do think she's just, she's good. Yeah. Um, I think have her, let her have fun. See what See what that's like for her to play young and for her to have fun. Yeah, like Lucy Goosey, like a girl who's like a successful advertising executive or she's like a fucking, she's a manager or something and very like successful and wears nice clothes. And yeah, maybe she's just like fucking tons of guys and doesn't care, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Her, yeah. Mom, her mom, Emma Thompson's a little controlling and she's like, mom, yeah, I got it. <laughs> she. It's almost like the curse of the winning the Oscar so young. Yeah. For for like Jennifer, but where yeah. then it like would like, this is the kind of movie we'd all love to see her in, but she would like would be like, is that a step down? Should I not take a role like that kind of thing? Because she's so like, now the next one has to be like Oscar caliber. The next one has to be Oscar caliber, right? Is that like why she probably why she keeps working with David O. Russell over and over yeah, again? Yeah, and also like, I mean, Don't Look Up was just not, in my opinion, good. 
Uh, I it was tough. Agree. It was a tough. It felt rushed where you're like, I don't know. I, I just wanted to like it. Really hope. I think my perfect use of Jennifer Lawrence is just being charming, having fun in an Auntie Myers movie. But I wonder if she doesn't make moves like that in real life. I know this is fantasy, obviously, but like, I wonder if she doesn't make moves like that because she's worried she'll get stuck there or something. She'll be yeah. so good at it. She'll get stuck. Right. Yeah. And she's like, then I'll never win an Oscar again. I'll just be in these like rom-coms forever. I hope she realizes that with Meryl, you can be yes. a great actress and also <laughs> have fun in a Nancy Myers movie. What I want for Jennifer is to sort of resurrect her career I mean, not that she needs my advice, but to realize that sometimes taking the taking the foot off the gas can be a gift. Yeah, I think with J Law, because she got stuck in the Hunger Games, which you can't really bail on such a successful franchise. She was also in X Men, which aren't amazing, but they're blockbusters, and she yeah. was like a main character in both. Like yeah. they needed her, so she was in like pro- what probably ten of those movies altogether, and that's. A decade of your life, I, I'm sure. It's her twenties. So she probably hasn't her whole had a 20s. ton of time. So I, I bet, I bet you she does dive into some, I don't know, some more fun, hopefully rom commy stuff. She's great. I could see her as Emma Thompson's adult American daughter. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> be fun to get a script. Uh, and we have you playing Emma Thompson's adult American daughter, and you're like, well, she's Sunday thirty. Up. Emma Thompson is sixty. The ages work. Yep. Yeah. 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 It kind of works perfectly. Though yeah. that's my that's my that's my core of the movie. Okay. J Law, that's a great that's a great three hander already. <laughs> Sean Jordan, uh, so pick. now other male, other male lead. He's going to be the bad guy, uh, but he can also be charming. I like him, uh, but he, he has a he looks kind of mean unless he's being charming. Uh, but I think he'd be good. I'm going to pick Sean Bean. Ah, Sean Bean. Sean Bean. Wow. Ned Stark. He's charming as Ned Stark, but ah. in like a lot of movies, he's a villain. He hasn't really got to be in a rom-com, and I think he would be good. Mm. Carrie, you do not. I just had to Google him to make sure it was the right guy. Oh, he's Ned Stark. He's uh, Yeah, he's, no, he, Ned Stark. Yeah, I mean, you're saying, so you were setting up earlier a little bit of like a good guy, bad guy dichotomy. So you're saying he's kind of like the sinister guy a little bit? So yeah, Rashida Jones and like, well, you know, but so she... Her two love interests in the movie are going to be Colin Firth and Sean Bean. She, I didn't even think about this, but I'm assuming she had to hop across the pond for work at some point. Mm. Tie it in when when a I get to the rest of the characters. A lot of British people also live in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but um, I would just like they're both British, so I'm guessing that she was over there for a minute instead of happenstance meeting two Brits over here. But um, anyway, yeah, I think those two were they're older dudes. They're both charming. Both fit the role attractive. They're not shredded or anything. They're like just normal, normal, hot old guys. Yeah. And uh, but Sean Bean looks kind of evil. He can be charming. Colin Firth looks very charming, but can be could be smart. I mean, he's not in this movie, but he could do it if he had to. He would just do it in a charming way, like one of those rich British dirty, dirty fellas. So uh yeah, I like Sean Bean. I'd like to see him get a chance at like an older guy in a, in a rom-com. I think he'd be great. And I honestly think he'd be a good, good guy. But in this, he's kind of the dickhead. That's fun. Fun yeah. pick. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. All right, Sean Bean, dude. Sean Bean. I just, and you know, got to ride for the Seans. Of course. Sean won. Yeah, he's, is he Scottish? He might be Scottish. Has he done, has he done any romantic roles before? You know, not, he's like, the, he's, I know he's been the villain, like the terrorist in a couple movies where they're yes. like, why would you blow up all these innocent people on the plane? He's like, well, you have to send a message. I don't know. I don't know what 
But in a romantic way, he did it. He was in a rom-care. It was pretty charming when he did it. (laughs) (laughs) No, again, with him, I think like, um, you know, Lord of the Rings like took quite a bit of time, I think, for his like his acting career. And then um, Game of Thrones. I don't know if he was even on Game of Thrones all that much one season. But and I don't I don't really know what else he's done. I haven't really probably a lot of as I'm looking, it's been like a lot of TV, I think. I mean, National Treasure. Honestly, when I just went to go check where he's from, that he's British, and uh-huh. he has been married four to- five times and divorced four times, so wow. he's ready for the rom-com, baby. <laughs> yeah, he go. is. Yeah, dude. It, it sounds like his love life is a Game of Thrones. Am I right? Hey, yes. hey. Huh? What are we yes. doing over here? Nobody ever wins uh, All Fantasy Everything, but you're the first person. You just won All Fantasy Everything. Now we can't do any more episodes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, what you've won is your next pick. Oh, my God. Okay, my next pick. All right. Here is my pick for leading lady. Mm-hmm. I would like it to be a funny person who can also play serious. Essential. And this actress had a great turn in a movie that was serious, but I don't think it got enough attention. And I... I so my pick is Julia Louis Dreyfus. Oh, oh, because I know that she is one of the funniest actresses of all time. I think Elaine is one like in the top five funniest characters of all time, and I think that she was in this movie called Enough Said with James Gandolfini that was beautiful, and I loved it. The year it came out, it was I think I believe it was his last movie or one of his last movies. And they had such a sweet chemistry. And it was like that later in life, like the awkwardness of going through dating and trying to find someone. And I know there's only like a, there's only like a 15 year age difference between her and Linda Cardellini, but I think we can age Linda Cardellini down a little bit. She had her young or, you know, something. Yeah. So I, and I kind of buy them as mother daughter. And I think that she could have a really fun thing with christopher maloney that's my this is my universe that's happening. oh yeah. that's a great pick that's yeah excellent yeah and you you could age her up a little bit yeah too. yeah you could make that work yeah she's, she's ageless 61, but she could be like i'm 65 you know like you know also yeah. people have kids at that age yeah 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 and when somebody looks the way she does like she looks like she's 25 or 30 or whatever so you could be like or she's 70 who gives a shit yeah you know it's fine <laughs> It she I I think that's such a great point. She was so good in that movie, and then I think immediately got like sucked up into Veep Land. Which yeah. I mean, of course, go do that. But like, yeah, she can like pull out. She can do romantic. She's that's how talented she is. You, yeah, she can like shift into that, and you're like, okay, now I'm watching Elaine. I guess have like and take her seriously, like in a relationship kind of thing, and she can sell that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And wait, I think Christopher Maloney was in Veep actually. He was. You're just tying it all together. Did they have a thing in Veep together? I don't remember. I mean, I buy that couple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played He played her trainer. He was her personal oh, trainer. <laughs> he was so funny in that. <laughs> I would also like to see Queen of the Wasps, Nancy Myers, take on a vet who, like, I don't, is Julie Louis-Dreyfus Jewish? I don't think so. She's not, but she plays very... Like she she presents as very like Jewy comedy wise. I yes. say as a Jew, partly Jewish descent. Okay, yeah. I just like that it's a brunette. It's like someone who's like a little bit different than the like uh, 
you know, Meryl Streep, like the blonde, yeah, you know, waspy thing. It's less of a direct avatar, which is what she's used to kind of like doing. I, I think that's great. What's Thank also you great about her is because she, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, has inherited family billion-dollar wealth. Yes. She, she's at home in the luxury oh, yes. surroundings of a Nancy Myers yes. movie. Literally, a Nancy Myers mansion is probably like a guest house in the in the Dreyfus family. <laughs> yeah. In the Louis-Dreyfus family. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, oh, that's, that's such great. a good pick. Mm-hmm. I wonder what she will do next. Something the old dope, JLD. dude. Something dope. Something dope. Something dope. Bro. Expert analysis. Oh, I've got a really good one for my next one. <laughs> Time for my third and fourth picks. I'm going to go. Now, this is where I have to remind every. This is fantasy. Like, so this is. I don't know that this person would do this. But Netflix. <laughs> Netflix has a big bag. They have a big, big bag of money. Uh-huh. And what I'm hoping is. This this actor who I'm about to take has had such a run of success that they can kind of do anything they want, including dropping in for a supporting role in a Nancy Myers movie and then dropping back out. It's just them going to Ojai for like a week of shooting and then pulling the parachute and bailing and they're gone. As the best friend, mm-hmm. I'm taking Olivia Coleman. <laughs> I think she would do it. I think she might do it, right? That's a great pick. That's a, a great pick. I'm a shithead. I don't know who that is. You don't know Olivia Coleman? Academy Award winner. Yeah. the fa- She won the Oscar for the favorite British yeah. show. Oh, I the just crane. looked her up. Yeah, I know who the that crane. is. And she's yeah, in The yeah. Crying. She played mm-hmm. the queen. She was in The Lost Daughter this year. She's yep. done like a lot of dramatic roles lately, but she comes from sketch comedy. Yeah. Yeah. She's from Creep Show, right? Yeah. Peep Show and Peep Michelle Show, Peep show not Creep yeah. Show. <laughs> totally different thing I think. <laughs> she might have been in a creep show no, peep show yeah like and i would love that and i she'd have all these like sassy british comebacks and like yes. you know she would look great in the nancy myers wardrobe you know like she would Tunics. she would pull that off perfectly she would be like she'd come in she'd be like a player off the bench coming in and just like just hitting like nine threes and like grabbing eight rebounds just like holy shit like just dropping bon mots that's just a like, great <laughs> I can a scarf, a giant scarf. Oh, she looks. We she could wear what she wore in the Lost Daughter. Yeah. She would. She could bring that exact wardrobe over and like wear it in this movie. Um, and I do like. Obviously, she's a she's a Best Actress winner. She's someone who is nominated again this year. I think right. She's like a phenomenal actor who can who's doing a lot of serious roles. But I think she would. She'd be like, Nancy Myers wants me to, yeah, I'll go do oh, a Nancy well, Myers movie for two weeks. I think we're forgetting weeks. her amazing supporting role in Fleabag. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. She plays this hilarious character oh. in Fleabag where she's like the the stepmother who's yeah. such a bitch and is like perfect, you know? <laughs> so funny. So fantastic. Give her a huge glass of, of white wine. I love this. Wrap a scarf around her. Let her sit out on a patio with some of the most beautiful Landscaping and I, you've yeah, ever I seen see around. Where they it. drink a little bit too much, like white wine, and she's oh, just, and yeah. yeah, and they're just laughing. That and like a Motown song comes on, <laughs> and she lip syncs to it. She's in Wonka. She's in the new Wonka coming out. See, oh, she'll wow. have fun. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that'll be tight oh, with old Timmy. <laughs> yeah, with old Timmy. <laughs> with old Timmy. So, so, uh, so I got. I have my male lead. I have my female lead. I have my best friend. These are all important roles. Let me give me what so. 
this just this morning I went I was gonna say hey Google play something but I stood up and I go hey Google and I didn't mean to do it <laughs> I was I wasn't kidding and I started like Jesus Christ what how'd that happen anyway continue hey Google yeah sup <laughs> <Yeah>. Google <laughs> hey Google that's a great pick. God, you can't really cast everyone you want. This should almost be a six-round draft I know. to fill all the major. I'm going to upset everybody with my next two picks. I know it. All right. I also, I already am kind of upset that your first pick was Rashida Jones. I know I'm everybody upset. was upset. She's a, so she's a fifth choice. I got a few. I got some traction with my second two. So now the world's going to fucking blow up on my on my last two. You, I, I don't know where this woman is sliding in, but okay. I know that in a in a uh, in a movie like this, you have to have. The hot young girl. The Lake Bell. The -hmm. Lake Bell, who makes your main female protagonist feel a little bit. I mean, you don't have to. This isn't in every Nancy Myers movie, but in this one, I know what you mean. Who who sort of contrasts the age difference, who makes the female lead feel a certain way about herself that, like, makes you think that even though, oh, I'm objectively, I'm looking at Meryl Streep, I'm looking at Diane Keaton, I'm looking at, like, an objectively beautiful person. But so I, we need the audience to highlight why this person might feel less than confident about themselves, right? By introducing this other character. So as the young, as sort of the young ingenuity, sort of like female character who comes in and maybe like, maybe tries like to attract Idris Elba's eye, that kind of thing, or maybe whatever other male lead I introduce later. Uh, it's it's going to be Zoe Kravitz. Okay. Ooh, perfect. So, yeah. so beautiful. It's like insane. So insanely beautiful and also very like in Ojai, very like. She's like a yoga teacher. Yes, she's a yoga teacher in That's Ojai. What she yes. was. It's the role. I know Ian hasn't seen this, but it's sort of a, a, a slightly heightened comedic version of the role she plays in Big Little Lies, yeah. which is the yoga teacher who's the main character's ex-husband's new young wife. Yes, uh-huh. oh, yes, yes, Perfect, yes, yeah. Yes. I haven't seen that, but that exact thing. But a little thing. bit more comedic and less like going on a run and thinking about suicide. Yeah. Yes. Right. Com- yeah, no suicide. It never crosses, <laughs> n- never crosses her mind. All she's thinking about is like, is is sound baths and and yoga retreats and like and she definitely has some parts where she's like you really shouldn't eat that that's really yeah, not yeah. you know like well she the, the white wine she's like there's actually a lot of toxins in there. yeah she only drinks orange natural wine yeah yeah like that contact. kind of she's pretty quick to tell you what to do with your children that kind of person <laughs> absolutely yeah 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 like, but again just like ethereally beautiful wearing great jewelry you know like Again, like in the creams, in the in the Nancy Myers color palette, just there making Julie Roberts question question whether or not Idris Elba would ever want to be with her. Because right here is Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. This episode of All Fantasy Everything is brought to you by Policy Genius. Uh, now, something you can really do for your family this spring, something you want to do. Sure, you want to go get in shape. You want to learn how to do the splits. You know, you got to redo the bathroom. One thing you can do <laughs> That's all me, by the way. I want to learn how to do the splits. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius uh, as part of your financial planning for the year. Getting life insurance just means that you have a peace of mind. So if something's going to happen to you, if it were to happen to you, your family can cover the expenses while getting back on their feet. That's what life insurance is for. And luckily, Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top life insurance companies and their team of licensed experts. They're on hand just to kind of talk you through it. So I have life insurance through no effort of my own. My wife did everything as she does, but I was sort of 
on the sidelines of the project. And it, it was such a hard thing she had to do. She had to go through and compare everything, find all the quotes herself. But it helps me sleep tremendously, especially now that we have a kid. Also, it's, it's a bummer to talk about, but once you get it out of the way, you don't have to talk about it again. And that's where Policy Genius comes in. They make it the easiest and quickest possible situation you can have. Policy Genius has licensed award-winning agents, technology that makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers. Just a few clicks, you're going to find the lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams, which, you know, I've always wanted to avoid unnecessary medical exams. Nothing new for your boy. So if that sounds like something you're into, Policy Genius can get it done. They also work for you, not the insurers. That means they don't have uh, some sort of quota they got to meet. They're not hitting like bonus numbers or anything. They just want you to get the best quote possible and the best insurance for you. So they're out for you, not the insurance companies, which I'll let you boy. That's what we're looking for. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Care time for your fourth pick. My fourth pick is for best friend, Wanda Sykes. Oh! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Wanda Sykes, best friends. I like that. Wait, was Julia, was Wanda Sykes on the new Adventures of Old Christine? I don't know. I never oh saw that. Oh my God, I think she was. I think I just picked her best friend from a show that they were on together. I mean, that's great. People love a reunion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because I just like, I really just wanted it to be like, yep, it is. I think that they're best friends on that show. Sorry. Perfect. But I want somebody in the Nancy Myers universe who can pull off the look and be like Wanda Sykes plays rich characters all the time. Like she's on blackish right now as like a boss and, you know, on curb, she plays herself on curb being like a rich lady. Yeah. Yeah. And she, I just think would be super. And you know, I just think she's so funny and, you know, especially if you get her in a scene where like if Mal- I don't if Maloney's fucking around, like if the love interest yeah. is like kind of fucking up in the second act, he shows up and Wanda Sykes is there and just sort of reads him yeah, the riot like, act you kind my of thing. Friend and I'll, you know, yeah, yeah. One of those moments. Totally. Just one of those. Larry, like yeah. one of those moments where she's just like, <laughs> she's great. Fuck. I love Wanda Sykes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. She, in the Oscars, just absolutely killed it. She was so funny on the Oscars, too, in a couple of places where she was, like, flubbing or you could tell she was reading. She was just like, what What even is this? Like, people yeah. are getting slapped. Like, she just didn't even... She played... Everything seems like it's, like, going with the flow with her. I was at uh, JFL 42 one, the Just for Laughs 42 festival, which is in Toronto, where, and they, like, kept me for an extra week just to MC all the huge headliner shows that were at this big venue. Uh, so it was like Seth Meyers and, uh, I forget who Wanda Sykes was. One of them was one of the comedians and she had the best green room food spread (laughs) I'd ever seen. Like ever. Like most people, most people had just like a few bottles of water and then like whatever food. She was clearly someone who was like, no, 
they're going to give me whatever I want. So I'm going to ask for everything. There were like nachos, quesadillas, chicken fingers, buffalo wings, and then also like a ton of healthy stuff, like all this food. And she was like, she had a little bit of it. And then like, it was like, she was like, made it available to like everyone who was working there. So she like had hers and then was like, now everyone who's working in the venue. So like security people and like door guys and ushers and me and like all those people then like got to descend on the food and like take whatever we want. So <laughs> she just like move. did it as a reason to like food feed everyone who was like there. That's it was amazing. So cool. Love I really it. love knowing that Wanda Sykes eats with, you know, joy. Yeah. yeah whatever the fuck <laughs> Wanda Sykes wants to eat. Um, yeah. What a great pick. She would be fantastic. Um, Sean Jordan, time for your fourth pick. No. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. No, it's me. Oh. Yeah, sure. Right, Wait, you get the back. So oh, Ian, yeah, Ian Sean, Karen, me, then, then yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. You get the back to back. Do you think Sorry. Sean's going to take someone you might want to pick based on Sean's draft so far? Absolutely not. I'm not worried at all. <laughs> no, you shouldn't be. Boy, I doubt that this made it in. And I just changed it. It was going to be someone different, but then I realized this. It's the doctor. I realized the doctor needs to be female for my movie. Okay. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd be rude if they were male. But I do. Uh, I want to tell you. Doctors can be women now. Yeah, well, it's crazy. I know. Since 2009. The world is, you know, it's going, well, since 2012 in South Dakota, but yeah, 2009 everywhere yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this doctor is, uh, she's very funny. She's great. She's been in a few rom-coms. Uh, she's a musician, started as a musician, but she's fantastic. I love her. In the movie, she's a serious doctor, but also lighthearted, tells it like it is, Queen Latifah. Oh, yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. I think I think there's room for one person in the movie who's like, Tarantino does it a lot too, where they, he'll put someone in where you're like, whoa, what are they doing in there? And they always do a good job. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. I feel like if you yeah. surround this, if you surround Queen Law with everybody in this universe, then she will operate at that level. Well, and she didn't do the holiday, but she did last holiday. Right. Yeah. 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 So, she's holiday adjacent. She's yeah. Holiday she's adjacent. right. She lives on the I same think street. Queen Latifah's less of a less of a uh, odd fit than you than you might think. I think that yeah. I think she fits per, hand in glove in the Nancy Myers universe. Yeah, I do too. She's older. She's like established, and you could. It's a thing. Is like you you throw in you to me anyways. You get the one like Keanu Reeves type where you're like, huh. So to me, I guess that's you get the comfortable and wealth too, because she's a queen since day one. She's been like, <laughs> what a dope way to do she's it. A queen. She is. We want your name to be Queen yeah, Latifah. If you're gonna bring the monarchy in, yeah, it yeah. Is, she is a queen. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not like it's not like just a name where like little John's probably not that little. He's probably like five eight. You know what I mean? Like it's the kind of thing where she like is Queen Latifah, but also like she really has always carried herself like a queen, oh, yeah. like in this just very ever since Juice, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. de- and yeah, and she, you know she's got the chops. Yeah, she fucking yep. So yeah, Queen Queen Lana, Lana, she's the doctor. She's playing a doctor. Mm-hmm. All right, after your next pick, I want to, I want, I want you to paint this picture for us. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. It's like it's really just based on what we've been, what I've been doing in the last like two years. It's just With a Dana version Dana. of that. So yeah, but yes, Queen okay. Latifah. Dana Schwartz, it's time for your fourth and then your final pick. This is so hard because as you said, like this feels like we need more people. Like there are roles in this movie that I'm not going to be able to cast. Yeah. I feel like we should be allowed to have like a little sneak six pick. I think we get a sneaky six pick that we just toss out and don't talk about. Yeah. So at the end of this, can I say one more role? Like we'll do it at the very end. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Just to fill out the roles of this movie. So we already have Chris Pine as the professor. Emma Thompson as the distinguished, you know, famous author. Jennifer Lawrence is her sassy daughter. Mm-hmm. Emma Thompson's American ex-husband. Oh yeah, they're divorced. 
he is a Hollywood producer who they met because he produced one of her books as a movie, but they're divorced. It was a hit movie, but she's, you know, he's a little slimy. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Bacon. When you add just a little, a few bacon bits to your movie and he's kind of a- A few bacon bits. Sprinkle them on. (laughs) And he's kind of villainous. Can play a little slimy. He's the right age, but he's really funny when he yeah. tries to be funny. He did crazy, stupid love. He was slimy. He was, yeah. you know, they came in, he snuck in. David Linhagen. I think he's perfect. Yeah. He's slimy, but he's like, but you're like, you could see someone going for him for charming. sure. He's very charming. The charming, the Hollywood producer who produced Emma Thompson's book into the movie. They got divorced. They have Jennifer Lawrence together. Mm-hmm. They're co-parents. He has huge pulling up wearing sunglasses and a convertible energy too. Yeah. I Again, like Kevin Bacon, you, you, man. You don't hate him. You kind of no. love him, but you see why they're divorced. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're like, okay. And then my last pick, this is not the biggest character in the movie, so okay. I, I have to do this because I want to talk about him. I am going to sneak in my, my sixth pick later for the best friend. Chris Pine is a professor. He has a grad student. You need like a young sort of yeah. comic relief character in there. His comic relief lit PhD grad student is a little... Comedian. I think sometimes you need a comedian in like a big movie. Yeah. Ian Carmel. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yes. Yes. I'm right here for Has it. Has Ian been chosen before for anything on this podcast? Yeah. I chose it for. Have, um, he, yeah. Continue. He's playing the Adam Devine in the intern role. He's yeah, playing yeah, the John yeah, yeah. Krasinski as the, as the son-in-law role. Absolutely. You just get a little soup sauna, Ian Carmelin. Yep. You were throwing a perfect game up until this point. He's <laughs> the handsomest, the handsomest and most charming actor in the world, I think. Very yep. funny. funny as- <laughs> beautiful. I'm glad I was here to witness this. No, on the show, how great would that love. be for me? Because I get to come to this premiere. Yep. Oh, that's true. Now you get to go to a Nancy Myers. It's premiere. a selfish one. Now, now we're our household in the Nancy Myers fold. Yeah, true. We could uh, we could have her over for dinner and just like notice what she disapproves of. Oh, non-verbally, and then fix it in our house. How great! Just have self- like an interior like- designer. I think yeah. it would be great for the movie because I think you're really funny. I think you'd be kind of funny as like a bumbling grad student. But how great for me and us that we're now in this fold. All right. All it's right. a great, it's a good pick. And then just this the sixth pick just to sprinkle in. Well, sure. wait, wait till wait, we'll wait until the whole thing's over. Because you right, might take right. someone else's you Fifth you could have I bet you could have gotten Ian Carmel in that sixth spot. But <laughs> I, I wanted I'm to, very I flattered, wanted to marinate in it. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> so I love funny. it. I love it. I need to be in two scenes, Max. Sean Jordan, time for your final pick. I'm off the board. Need a daughter, about a 20-year-old daughter to kind yep. of fit my storyline. So about a 20-year-old daughter. And I like her. I've really been enjoying her lately. The new Spider-Man she killed it in. I'm picking Zendaya for the 20-year-old oh, daughter. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, I have I have a six pick, and I so I won't pick it yet. But uh, I could give you the plot real quick if you'd like. So Zendaya is Rashida Jones's daughter? Yes. All right. Uh, yeah, give us the plot. I'll just I'll read Take what I wrote. Take the picture. So a single mother with a teenage daughter decides she's not done having kids. She decides to go through IVF using a close friend as the donor. The friend is Colin Firth. Uh, IVF is a success, but maybe things went too well because she had them implant two eggs. And when you do that, the chances of success are greater, but there's also a greater chance you're going to get twins. So she ends up getting pregnant with twins. Through that, her and Colin Firth become very close. And she decides like they're developing a romance. But then Sean Bean comes back into the picture 
and he's reformed a little bit. He's Zendaya's father, so they had a kid. It was Zendaya. He's decided that he wanted to try to give the life that he couldn't provide when they had their first child. Mm. So there's the conflict. Ultimately, she chooses Colin Firth, and they raise their new twins together as an older couple who just had kids, which is what Laura and I are an older couple who just had a child. He's only gone and done it. He fucking did it, dude. With Queen Latifah as the IVF doctor. Queen Latifah as the IVF doctor. It's going to be somebody else. I didn't see the vision until you fucking, until you like pulled down the sheet and it's, it's perfect. It's like a pretty real thing because we just did that and it's like, you know, I would, I wouldn't mind seeing something about that and how, and that like the movie would go through the process and how hard it really is, but then there's tons of humor in there having to bring, you know, just, I mean, it's full of, place to have humor because it's about reproductive organs which are just hilarious so yeah that's, that's a uh, great movie that's yeah, a great be, nancy myers movie <laughs> it'd be fun uh so yeah and then i got a six pick when we're ready great kara okay okay i know my picks have been um sort of i think they've been fun but not nothing is too crazy out of the box and i'd like to present something a little out of the box <laughs> get yes. out of there I don't think that Nancy Myers has done this, but I do like the idea of there being like sort of a many generational thing, a red table talk effect, if you will. So I would love the character to have a mother, the main woman to have a mother character as well, who maybe is a little bit out of the box. Maybe she's a little bit of a fish out of water from the Nancy Myers universe. And I would like to suggest that that character be played by Dolly Parton. Here's the thing. I grew up watching Dolly Parton in all these rom-coms, like not only nine to five, but she was in this movie called Straight Talk, Steel Magnolia. I mean, she's in all these movies that I grew up watching. We haven't seen her back at acting for a while. I don't know if she's the greatest actress, but I think she's universally beloved. So she could pop in to give a little bit of that Southern wisdom. Maybe it's wild to me that Julia Louis-Dreyfus would be from the South, but like, you know, I don't know. I'm thinking outside the box and I want Dolly Parton back into the acting world a little bit. And so that's that's where I want to see this happen. She comes in from out of town. She doesn't live in the Hamptons. She's not maybe part of that same world, but this is that's my offering. We see what Julia Louis-Dreyfus was trying to reinvent herself yes. from. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Dolly Parton shows up. No one's ever upset. doesn't matter what she's right. doing there. Everyone's like, right. fucking tight, dude. Now I like the movie more. It doesn't matter what she's doing. <laughs> They might have sent her to like a boarding school, you know? Yeah. They Anything. sent her to a boarding school. No, and then maybe she was they're a... like really Southern uh, fancy. Maybe they're, you know, old yeah. Southern money. And it's just mm. like a different, it's two different worlds. How they, things don't work like that up here in West Hampton, mom. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. She's not the jet set. She's the old Chevrolet set. She comes yeah. out, she comes up there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh oh my God, Dolly Parton! That would be amazing. Yeah, that is totally. somewhere where they pop in and it's like, oh shit! Mm-hmm. You love it. Yeah. Uh, all right, fantastic. Time. Do you have a? Do you have like a broad plot outline? It's okay if you don't. No. Yeah. <laughs> but you you've painted the picture. Yeah, I can like, see yeah, the yeah. picture. It's like yeah, it's like you know, Julie Louis Dreyfus is maybe maybe her husband died or something, and now she's. Go. Been so is working on her career and she's got to get back into things. Her daughter Linda Cardellini's trying to help her get that way. She meets Christopher Maloney, you know. Yeah. I'm on board. We, we enjoy it for a couple hours and I buy some popcorn and I leave yeah. in a great mood. That's what happens. All right. Now I've got uh, it's 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 my final pick. And I've got to go. I need conflicting love interest and I also need younger love interest. So one's gonna be my fifth pick and one's gonna be my sixth pick. My conflicting love interest, maybe the guy who she's like, who's who, who like 
you know, he's, oh no, is he the right pick with for Julia Roberts? It's also complicated. <laughs> Indeed. It is tough, man. You just you know have what, Ian? something's got to give. Come on. Something's yeah. got to give, but it's something okay. does have to give. Something's got to give here. I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take the, these kind of like older guy, like, uh, who's, you know, Idris Elba's a little bit younger than Julia Roberts. This guy's a little bit older than Julia Roberts, but he's in the, he's, he lives in Ojai. Maybe he's somebody who owns a house that she's doing some of the landscaping on. It's a little bit of re- reverse. It's complicated situation. I'm dropping talented actor and handsome enough man Bradley Whitford into this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's funny. I. I think he's. Uh, in, he's someone who you can easily see her have like a very funny like banter with, but who she doesn't end up with. Maybe you know, like because he's handsome enough. He's a good looking guy. He Happy can. He can wear the Nancy Myers clothes. He can exist comfortably in the Nancy Myers spaces. It's kind of like if his get out character wasn't terrifying. Yeah, he is pretty smooth and get out, but until you realize he's a like a psycho. A yeah. Up until then, you're like, oh, look at this guy. He's all right. Yeah, yeah. but he's the, he's the alternative to Idris Elba. I think she ends up eventually with Idris Elba, but he's the, he's the other guy in this. He's the Steve Martin to the Alec Baldwin character. Sure. Uh, hanging out and he's he's a little bit older he's a little bit older than julia roberts yeah. you know experienced experienced salt yeah. and pepper yeah yeah and then the hot young guy in this who maybe is maybe ends up to, who ends up with uh zoe kravitz and every, this is my sixth this bonus is six pick, round. Right? All, right. all right this is my sixth round where everyone's kind of like oh of course they end up together these two uh i'm putting henry golding in there as oh. just okay oh yeah just, just dumb and hot, hot cool. fucking so hot. dumb, but just so hot, just stupid. Doesn't have to be that good at acting, which is good. Because Henry <laughs> Golding's not like an amazing actor yet. I still think I'll pull it together, get it together. We just saw what happened with Jamie Dornan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but he's just in there being fucking hot, ending up with Zoe Kravitz. And you're like, yeah, of course, those two ended up together. Look at them. They're sure. fucking hot. And he's British. He works with uh, Idris Elba. Hell yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, Kara, time for your bonus pick. Okay. So my bonus pick is for, so maybe when Julia Louis-Dreyfus starts getting back out into the dating pool, her daughter's like, date younger, go for these younger guys. They'll love you. You're, you're so accomplished. So there is a younger guy that when you brought up the Saturday Night Live thing, this reminded me of somebody who I think can kind of do a little bit of a goofier thing too. I was, I'm going to throw in Oscar Isaac. I feel like we haven't seen him do a lot of funny, but he was pretty funny on SNL. I thought he really committed to being like goofy on SNL. Yeah, that janitor and sketch. Oh my god, the sketch? the janitor sketch where he's reading the yeah, fan fiction about Dua Lipa. His, he's reading his writing. <laughs> like he did such funny stuff, and I was like, I'd love to see that. And he's more like a Linda Cardellini love interest age wise, probably. Yeah. But he and he'd have to shave his beard because I don't want any of the salt, but he'd have to look younger. He'd have to like yeah, you know, look as can. young as he can look. He can but yeah. Just hot right. again. A just hot a man. hot, hot guy. Yeah. That's my just little bonus, baby. Hot. Great bonus, baby. Sean Jordan, your little bonus. Zendaya's young, dumb as a rock. We're not sure about, but he's charming and he's a rock star and he's all tattooed boyfriend. Nobody really likes him, but they don't not like him. Is gonna be Ed Sheeran. 
And that's my that's my sneaky that's my sneaky little sex man. He is so ugly. He could never get Zendaya. He is so charming. He is so charming and so fun though. Are you talking about yesterday's Ed Sheeran? He's talking about getting piled all the time. I think Ed Sheeran's dope. He seems fun. He's fun to hang out with. He's talented, but he's just like not. He doesn't brush his hair. But he's a rock star in this. He's a rock star for real. Is he playing Ed Sheeran? (laughs) Basically. He's he like he's not he's not named Ed Sheeran, but he's basically Ed Sheeran in this movie. Okay, okay. But yeah, it's like basically. He him. looks like he was born in Fraggle Rock. I we think he, I think he's fun. I think he's charming, and I do not I, think he's, I think he's he's not diehard attractive, but he's not. He's, he's you fine. have cast this final role through your role your, your lens of who I'd like to get hammered with, rather than your the lens of <laughs> I didn't know who we were should, gonna pick who belongs in Nancy Mike. <laughs> I was like, she's six, man. I get to pick a weird boyfriend and throw him in there. He's barely in the movie. And Sheeran in this movie. Wow. Also reuniting with his Game of Thrones co-star, Sean Dean. Although I think when he was on Game of Thrones, Sean Dean was Man, you're just the king of reuniting stuff there. (laughs) Dana Schwartz, your bonus pick. I think that uh, Emma Thompson needs a like no nonsense book editor who's also her best friend, who's the one who's like trying to get her to write another book. Oh, yeah. And that is uh, Tandy Wayne Newton. Who's that? Oh, 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 Tandy. Tandy Newton. Formerly went by Tandy. Formerly Tandy Newton, but has said that she's now Tandy Wayne Newton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. From uh, from Crash, right? From Crash, from from Westworld. Westworld, Yeah. Beautiful. She's sort of like the ethereal, impenetrable book editor slash best friend. So you know, Emma Thompson has to sort of be a little like you know drinking white wine, a little bit of a emotional comedic. And we need like sort of the stoic, no nonsense contrast. Her yes. editor, that's great. Tandyway Newton is going to be in the new Magic Mike I'm seeing on uh, IMDb. Oh, she's cool. a beautiful, a beautiful older woman. I think yeah. she would be a great foil for Emma Thompson's energy, and that's also a, a welcome woman of color in the Nancy Myers universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ra- oh, yeah. rare enough. Dope. Uh, excellent pick to recap, Dana. You went first. You took Chris Pine, Emma Thompson, Jennifer Lawrence, Kevin Bacon, Television's Ian Carmel. And with your bonus pick, Tendaway Newton. Sean, you went la- uh, second. You took Rashida Jones, Colin Firth, Sean Bean, Queen Latifah, Zendaya, and Ed Sheeran. Carrie, you went third. <laughs> Ed Sheeran, dude. Carrie, you went third. You took Linda Cardellini, Chris Maloney, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Wanda Sykes, Dolly Parton, and Oscar Isaac coming in the bonus round. I went last. I took Idris Elba, Julia Roberts, Olivia Coleman, Zoe Kravitz, Bradley Whitford, and Henry Golding. We did a good job. This is fun. That's These a good. Those movies. are good casts. Those are really fun casts. Marissa, do you have a? Do you have someone you'd like to see in a Nancy Myers movie? Do you care about Nancy Myers movie? <laughs> uh, I actually it turns out I I don't even know if I've seen too many. So, but I'm trying to get more into rom coms. I realized I hadn't even seen Love Actually. I was watching that. I started that last night. Anyways, I have a big crush on this person, uh, and I would love to see him in more rom coms. I'm taking taking Ryan Gosling. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, he's fun. Oh, he's the best. Crazy Stupid. You've seen, you got to watch Crazy Stupid Love, Marissa. You've seen you it? Oh, yeah. Crazy, Crazy Stupid, Stupid Love. Love is my favorite rom-com. Okay. That's right. why okay. I want to see more Ryan Gosling. Good, good. Give us good, more good. Gaz. Where you been, mm-hmm. Gaz? Yeah, man. Give us the Gaz. Where has he been? He's probably just eating dope food. Yeah. Having a great time. <laughs> we left, I mean, we left all of Hollywood on, on the board, you know, yeah. but here's some people just who I want to shout out who I would like to see in this world. Uh, Sally Field, I think mm. would be really fun. Catherine Hahn, Dana, we were talking oh, yesterday. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Catherine Hahn would be yeah, great. Yeah, Catherine Hahn seems like she's on a collision course with Nancy Myers. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. You know, I want to throw out Rachel McAdams. Oh yeah, sure. the Canucks. Here's here's somebody where like I I 
if I didn't take Idris Elba, I would have taken this person. George Clooney would be so good. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Serendipity. Get him back to his serendipity days. Yes. Put him back in that role. And, you know, the tender bar. Great. Direct all the movies you want, George Clooney. But let's let's get you back in a suit. My uh, my IVF doctor was going to be Brian Cranston until I realized that'd be rude. But it was going to oh, be Cranston. Oh, good. Yeah. Cranston pulled it off. I also wanted to put uh, this person in my movie playing themselves. Just a little cameo. Oprah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh-huh. What about Oprah popping up in a Nancy Myers movie? Where, yeah. The Oprah. two queens of Santa Barbara meeting but, at last. But uh-huh. would it be like like two black stars? Like would it create a like divide by zero nexus of the universe? Damn. In a Nancy Myers movie? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why Oprah's just Oprah's Tom just Zimmer's coming in. Score it if it does. Oprah's just co- for the nexus folding in on <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Oprah's just a cameo playing Oprah. Yeah. Like okay. She's, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's at Julia Roberts is at Oprah's house in one of the scenes. That I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh we want to hear yours. Send us up at all fantasy pod on Twitter, all fantasy podcast at gmail.com. Shout out to everyone on the All Fantasy Everything Patreon. We love you. Thank you for holding us down. Shout out to everyone on the AFE subreddit. Shout out to everyone on the AFE Shaslackity. Shout out to super producer Marissa. Whoop, whoop. Oh, also I had a couple of shout outs, if that's okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Dominic Wright, who gifted us cassette tape versions of all your comedy specials. He turned them into like really cool covers and stuff. Yeah, I just now need to find a cassette player to be able to play them. And then also shout out to Dominic uh, Valdez, who is the owner of Tea Chai Tay in Portland. Yes. The lovely tea care package. Uh, The teas were so good. Uh, as soon as I opened my mailbox, my ba- my mailbox just smelled like flowers. It smelled amazing. It's a good life. And I think, uh, Ian, uh, the tea's going to you. I gave it to Isaac, and Isaac will give it to you next I'm time. I'm going to see him you. tomorrow. Yeah. Great. It's perfect. But yeah, thank you to both those Dominics. Shout out to the Dominics. And shout out to Dominic Toretto, as always. Uh, Family. Shout out to St. Sue Carmel. Shout out to Frankie Ocean. Shout out to Sid the Dude. Shout out to Haji Beats. And more important than all of that, Tune in again next week for another brand new episode of All Fantasy Everything. Shaklackity. That was a HeadGum Podcast.